I am BJ Ryan, episode 133, sponsored by Betfair. Do not bet harder, bet smarter at Betfair. Um, how good. We're back in 11HQ alongside the Perth Racing Guru and 11 mascot, Spotty the Dog. G'day, Guru. How are you? Yeah, I'm 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 well. I'm well enough. I'm well enough. I'm I'm You're okay. I'm I'm okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm just watching some prices move and getting a bit frustrated in that sense, BJ. But you know what? That's just punning. It's just the modern day pun. It's the modern day world we live in. It's punning. It's just yeah. the modern day world we live in. So <laughs> KFP, you know I mean? KFP, mate. You know, and it won't matter anyway when the Velvet Queen gets scratched and there's a four hundred dollar deduction. So <laughs> it's good to see the Velvet Queen in again. But no, I'm well how are you, how are you, BJ? It's good to have Spotty here, isn't it? Yeah. It's yeah. always a spring in our step when Spotty's here. Yeah, he's already tried to hump me, so yep. happy days. Um, yeah, you're the welcoming route. That's, yeah. good. That's good that he understands the protocol and it's still working nice. you got a nice little lunch plan for you as well. I've made oh. a little gnocchi for dinner last night, which yeah. I'm going to treat you to. You're spoiling me. This is yeah, what a few different me. types of mushroom in there as well, a bit of a bit of a portobello, a bit of sun-dried tomato, uh, plenty of garlic, you yeah. know. Good to – any lingering effects from COVID-19, they'll be gone after you eat. 19 cloves of garlic so we've gone uh, from the the hen house to the penthouse we have yes exactly <laughs> right exactly right but uh yeah i mean are we focusing today on the um the belmont meeting or the the derby the derby cup mm. yeah we got a got our first runner at derby on saturday pretty excited yes yeah and you've got uh alan killer yeah Kenny. he's well brad just, brad just messaged me saying he's, yeah brad just messaged me saying he's going up there for one ride so geez if that doesn't mean business i don't know what means business yeah yeah so yeah wonder if he wheels out the gold breeches from yeah. uh, back in the day <laughs> <laughs> what they used to wear gold gold dax did he no uh there was a moment in time perth racing when if you were the leading jockey over the carnival oh. you wore these gold uh like jockey pants breeches though the i don't gold mind breeches. that it's yeah. like in the ipl you wear the gold hat yeah so he, the golden- he, he won a perth cup i'm pretty sure wearing the gold breeches yeah so, right yeah so message kill us if you can wheel them out he's good yeah, luck jump for uh advocator at uh derby on saturday yeah, I don't mind that. You got, a, you, got a, you got a couple of runners in at uh, at Belmont as well. Yeah, I got a couple at yeah. Belmont. Yeah, we got be optimistic in the in the feature, which we'll get to soon. Interesting little feature to dissect: boys versus girls. And um, what else we got? First law looks up against it, and and Yemen. and and Yemen last year. I think it's gonna be done for midweek as well. But uh, yeah, that also looks. She also looks up against it. But um, yeah, got a few in. All right, question. Last Friday morning, mm-hmm. the. Uh, the announcement was made. The old Scahill Stakes is now going to be called the Gold Rush. I like it. Yeah, I think it's a cracker. Yeah, I'm a cynical wanker too. So if I'm if I'm saying it's nice, if I'm saying it's nice, if I'm if I like it, then it's a uh, it's a that's a start. That's something. But uh, I think it sounds great. The Gold Rush, the Rush. Did you think it should have been named after a uh, a champion of the turf? Uh it didn't hit me. Uh, as I had hoped, BJ the, Ryan, the BJ Ryan Senior. Yeah, yeah, the Cup's Ryan. I didn't Cup. think about it deeply. More just the fact I thought it was catchy. Yeah, you know, it's like one of those pop songs sung by a sung by a twenty-one-year-old girl. You go, you, you sing along to it, then you think about the lyrics, and you go, "That's actually dog shit." But there, there was actually a <laughs> there was actually a Gold Rush run uh, traditional two three-year-old race at Kalgoorlie that was run for many oh, years. It yeah. was called the Gold Rush. Yeah, um, I remember that. I was chatting about this with uh, debrief with my good mate Tommy Atkinson, and um, he made a good point. the 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 gold rush sounds like it should have been reserved for their the proposed slot race. Don't you reckon? It sounds like yeah, a, it does. It sounds like a slot race. The gold rush. I thought that would have, that had quite uh, a lot of merit in it, um, and maybe the old Scahill. Uh, maybe I, I know 
why they did what they did. It was a terrific marketing and public relations opportunity to with uh, combine the launch of the Pinnacles, the rebranding of the Masters to the Pinnacles, and then try to create some buzz around the new um, race that finishes, that completes the Pinnacle series. And they wanted to get the public involved with naming the race and they wanted to be iconically West Australian. And I get that. Apparently they were overwhelmed with entries at the the West Australian Railway in conjunction with with Perth Racing and and the West Australian newspaper. Um, All the entries came in and they said there was a, they gathered the best ones and they came up with the the gold rush. I understand the marketing opportunities involved with that, but I don't know. I, it, 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 yeah, I'm I'm sure it'll be fine. Um, <laughs> I'm sure it'll. I'm be sure fine. it'll be fine. It just didn't didn't take my uh, didn't, didn't hit me like I had hoped it would. No. Um, but I think that. Um, That'll be the headline in tomorrow's paper. BJ Savage's name of new race. <laughs> Back page. I feel as though if that was the slot race, that would be outstanding. And maybe they could have used the the old who as an opportunity to honour someone like a Damien Oliver or something like that. So um, mm-hmm. one of the probably the, the greatest, if not one of the top three greatest jockeys of all time who have just happens to be West Australian. But the um, so that's the Pinnacles is uh, rebranded. We've got the Gold Rush, which is going to be a fantastic addition. $1.5 million, 1,400 meter wait for age on the last day. The Kingston Town Classic has been renamed the Northerly Stakes. I heard that Darren McCauley suggested they just call it the Northerly, and I tend to agree with that, just the Northerly. But regardless, um, so there's yeah, a bit- there's a bit, that, yeah. that's a good, that's a good shout. Yeah, the, 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 the Northerly has got a bit more to it than uh, a bit more, than, a bit more boom. Yeah, then it, and then it just differentiates differentiates itself from the old northerly stakes as well. Yeah. So the old northerly is now called the Eurythmic. So there's been a, bit, a lot of chopping and changing going on. Probably a bit of confusion within the industry, but looking forward to uh, how the 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 investment in the new carnival, spring summer carnival, is coming along. And um, yeah, it's going to be a, it's going to be a ripper, especially if we can get that eastern states representation, which. We should do. We should do. Money's hopefully, there. Hopefully the uh, the COVID stuff is happening Dan's definitely at the staying in Perth now with Elite Street. Elite Street staying. Alaskan God staying. It's not good for me futures. Uh, Kiss on all four cheeks is in. Uh, hasn't actually come home yet from Melbourne, but she started her preparation. So, but I imagine that she's kissing all four cheeks is a horse that can race in Melbourne and then come back for the gold rush as well mm-hmm. so that's a race that would be right in her wheelhouse but um yeah there's a lot to look forward to i think we saw we've we've seen some potential pinnacles type horses racing uh in belmont at belmont recently despite the um it being winter and uh, touch off season but plenty of talent been gracing the turf uh just quickly last saturday nero dio you were all over it, guru but that was a terrific uh, result for connections uh, Stephanie Bakrinich and Lakda Romilly that made it back to back both on stakes victories for Nero Dio. Did um how did uh did Vital Flirt win? <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised you brought brought that up. Uh Dio. Yeah. That was a that was a character building watch that one, wasn't it? So yeah, yeah no, a bit it got a bit excited about that late on and um yeah, when the rain came, thought it uh, thought it made a bit of sense. I think I tipped it everyone at the racetrack and we just didn't get the get the chockies. That's okay. A lot of fun in the process. I think Cripper got a little picture of me sitting in the corner of the racetrack <laughs> and a sock. <laughs> I want to see. I, that. I, I surely, tell you what. I tell you what. That won't to, be the. Uh, that's got to go online, yeah, doesn't not? it? Where is it? Cripper, post Jeez, that to Twitter. I've please. got no shame left, so yeah. you can go for it. So, what were you just sitting on your own at the Belmont Racecourse, just yeah. desolate? Desolate. Yeah. If you're going to use a word, I reckon you couldn't. Uh, <laughs> you couldn't pick a more uh, a more apt word. So, yeah. Do no. you think Vital Flirt ever hit the front? Um, 
Yeah, it hit the hundred percent. Hit the front. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've now got a new theory. Um, is, is the weight of my money stops horses <laughs> once I get to, like if you've got that much on like what did I have 55, 56 kilos yeah. and then then you chuck in the the amount of cash I've got on and suddenly it's got sixty four kilos and yeah. it's just it's just hard you know to, yeah. to find that extra stride and did you did you, and you're beaten you by the, the other, you're beaten by the old two day backup horse so did you go the other crow Nah, I was too. I was. I, I reckon I would have. I genuinely reckon it would have been suit jacket off, shirt off, out in the rain, um, like that. Lonsdale um, lady type no, setup. No, no, that would have left that the shade. <laughs> no, this would have gone. This would have been something else. Uh, what's what's that movie with the one that's uh, very popular with with females? Uh, Love Actually. No, Noah. Does he remember he stands out in the in the? No, I've got the wrong one. With the beatbox on his shoulder. That one. Uh, yeah, potentially. Yeah. In the rain. Anyway, yeah, yeah, I, I should have thought about that one there. A little bit more in depth, but yeah, anyway, great game. Love it. Let's do it again. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Vital Flirt. Uh, but you did you did uh it was a okay day for you though. Like the uh on the show that we spoke about Glasgow Girl, you made a strong case for Nero Dio. So um Yeah, no, it was a it was a good day. It was a good day on the uh, on the pump, but I like to focus on the losses and whinge. Yeah. So I just, think that's the key. Pun- punishment. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. No, exactly right. But uh, no, it wasn't. Uh, no, it wasn't too bad a day. Double, <coughs> double for Taj Dyson, and uh, got the job done on Secret Plan in the Get Out Stakes. Yeah. Uh, what do you reckon about? Um, what do you reckon about? Uh, we'll talk about it in the preview. But um, Luke Campbell's not able to ride on Saturday still. But yep. um, someone like who oh, I, I would think is an inferior jockey, like a Brandon Louis, at this stage of their careers, and I think Luke's getting more rides. I think that's not a uh, outlandish comment. What do you think about that rule in regards to? Do you think it should be more on? Uh, there should be more discretion with stewards in regards to who and when they can ride. Looking at some of the some of the hoops that do ride, and you'll hang on. They're probably already at that stage of their careers and mm. whatnot. I, I think it's just a bit harsh because I look at a horse like Capital Flight, who Luke's rode to its last three victories, and he's probably going, "Geez, wouldn't mind sitting sitting on him." I'm happy with it. Okay. I'm happy with it. Yeah, I think I think it protects more than it. Um, it no, does, no does, discretion. I understand yeah. the rule, and I'm I'm fine with the rule. Just a little bit of discretion at times. Yeah, I think sometimes we've spoken about this before on the show. I think sometimes we can thrust these apprentices into the into the spotlight yeah. a little bit earlier, and if it means that one who might be capable of measuring up is held back to um, as opposed to ten that aren't necessarily there that can negatively impact their career, then I'm happy with that. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. Taj double on Snipperucci and Secret Plan, but I just want to speak to you. Did you see the you put? Oh, you're on course. So mm-hmm. the post race interview with um, Britney, Sp- uh, Britney Spears, Britney Taylor, and Bob, baby Bob, Bob Peters was very funny. Which one? Uh, he was Britney was desperate trying to get a bit of, uh, I guess, get a bit of info out of uh, Bob as to what his plans were with Secret Plan and and how high he regarded this particular horse from a pinnacle's point of view. And uh, it, was, it was quite funny, the back and forth, that the, all the different angles that she came at Bob to try to get him to to give her something. And uh, she finally broke him at the end. It was very it was very funny, actually. So Watch, watch the interview from two weeks earlier when yeah. it won. And, um, I think it was, this, was, this was a follow-up to geez. that. It was, it was like round two. Deary, man, yeah. yeah. Surely you can get someone else to do the interviews if you're uh, – got to give us something. Get Liam. Get Liam. Liam exactly Peters, right. yeah. yeah. exactly right. Friend of the he's show. Get him on there. Yeah, exactly right. Not that Bob isn't a star. Bob's a star. Bob's 100%. He's a star. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, He'll be on soon. Yeah. but <laughs> that'll, be a, that'll, be a, that'll be a five-air edition. <laughs> but, to, we'll uh, have to get someone there saying, shut I up, think, Bob. That's I think, enough, Bob. I think Brittany can chalk that up as a, 
as a a win, well, a little victory. Yeah, I think. it's a little, a, a little, a little minor little victory, but yeah. uh, well, there was a good sparring session there actually. Mm. And um, but yeah, basically that we know that secret plan was uh, emergency for the winter bottom last year. Didn't get a start race on the same day, um, but he looks like he's. He's in a really good spot. That horse. He's going to go for a break now and come back for. I imagine he'll be running in races like the uh, Crawford, Colonel Reeves, Asia, um, you know, the plus or oh, what's a race called Prince of Wales Stakes leading mm-hmm. into the Winter Bottom. So um, nice horse there for um, the Peters Investment Operation. And uh, one I think last thing, our, our best was all day session. I think I think yeah. something went severely wrong. My yeah. understanding is a, a shoe might have been ripped off in the run, and you don't get beaten eight lengths unless something's gone horribly uh, horribly wrong. So. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't his day all day session. No. Um, unfortunately. But uh, last question, yes. uh, last discussion, talking point rather before we. Move on into our preview. Uh, the first race, Paddy's Lad, two from two, really nice horse from the mm. Dan Morton Yard. What did you make of the uh, the the ride from Brad Raw Willer? Oh, dangerous. That's probably the <laughs> word I'd use. Dangerous. Uh, it's not. Yeah, I don't know. Obviously, he had the best horse. He could have. Yeah, you could have put. You could have ridden the horse and it probably would have won. To be honest with you. Um, but yeah, no, I don't think it's what we want to see. A huge amount no. of Lucy was lucky to. If stay upright. Lucy did a great job to stay upright. I can't remember what she was on, but uh, it wasn't, she was it just on, wasn't uh, a good. Was it wasn't grease a good, lightning or very? Uh, it looked very, uh, very just a little bit apprenticey almost. Just the desperation to get through the gap and sort of knock over anyone that you you have to in doing so. But um, well, yeah. it's and for once I can comment with it. I didn't actually have a bet in the race. It's so interesting. Without. <clears throat> I might put some vision up, vision up on Twitter later. Mm. Did it get a suspension? This is the thing. I'd like our listeners to go back, what, go to, onto YouTube and go to the Racing Wagering WA um, page and so you can see the, the head-on as mm-hmm. well as part of the vision there. Somehow, Brad Ruwilla has avoided suspension. I, and I'm not here trying to throw Brad on the bus, but however, Sean, <laughs> Sean McGrady has got suspended from that incident, which is absolutely wild stuff. Okay. And I, I am... I'm going to put the vision. Is that up. why he's not riding on Saturday? Yeah, he got he got okay. 13 days for that incident that almost put Lucy Warwick on the deck. So um, I would sug- I'm going to put the vision up on Twitter for people to have a look at, and I'm just flabbergasted that that uh, Sean got suspended. Um, and uh, even if you could say that it was a that there was multiple reasons why the interference occurred, therefore no one rider can be held responsible. That would be a pass mark. However, from what I've seen and um, my experience would suggest that, that uh, Brad got very lucky indeed. Would you say scapegoat? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I honestly can't can't fathom how they uh, they pinned Sean McGrady on that one. But um, uh, I'll put the vision up. Be interesting talking point on Twitter later. But uh, anyway, regardless, uh, Brad lives to fight another day, and he cashed in at Belmont yesterday with uh, what do you have a double yesterday? Brad? I have a raise yesterday from my memory. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, got the job done and Paddy's lad, two from two, spell now, come back and uh, looks a looks a horse capable of uh, measuring up to some features later on. It's a proper on. horse. Yeah. yeah, I really like Paddy's lad. Yeah, really nice horse. So um, that is uh, a bit of a recap from what's happening in WA Racing and we'll take a break, Guru. When we come back, let's get stuck in. Belmont Classic Day. Let's do it. Or as it's uh, been more commonly known this week as Be Optimistic Classic Day. Be optimistic. <laughs> we might need to be optimistic. Okay, it's time to partner with Betfair and preview Belmont Classic Day. BJ Ryan and Terry Layton, we are teaming up to record episode 133 of the 1-1. This is your West Australian Racing 
podcast punters it's uh 11 a.m on thursday the 14th of july what is happening terry we've got northern today Northern today, we got some Derby, Derby on uh, Saturday, and uh, I love a little standalone Sunday at the Nav. Mm. Well, I tell you what, at the moment, it's very hit and miss. I'm either having big days, I'm either absolutely doing my ass for having um, big days. It's very, uh, there's nothing in the middle, but at the moment, I'm loving the dirt racing. Uh, I don't get into Broome, but Narvin and, and Roburn, really enjoying it. So a standalone Carnarvon meeting on uh, on Sunday is something I'm very excited about. Did you do Roburn last Friday? Oh, I, I had a couple of little – I didn't really do it until the races were on. And, um, yeah, actually it went okay-ish at Roburn, but it was the last-second decision of a bet. Mm. So the last uh, – so, was, so it wasn't so overly is, well prepared is the, for. is the dirt which is, is holding the Terry Layton enterprises the, yeah, together? Yeah, it moment. always tends to be. There tends to be <laughs> momentum in – I've said this for a while. I actually find this on the park. You tend to have momentum at, at certain tracks or like it might be – like with Saturdays I might win 10 in a row, then I might lose five in a row. Midweek Wednesdays might be the goal or there might be dirt racing you're really seeing well or Kalgoorlie. Traditionally, Kalgoorlie's been bread and butter season after season after season. And this year, I don't reckon I've backed a winner at Kalgoorlie and it's not through a lack of trouble. Believe me, we're having enough uh, enough cracks. So I do believe in momentum at at tracks. I actually think Saturdays we're seeing okay at the moment as well. Which so is, um, Sunday at the Nav, look out. Sunday at the Nav, <laughs> yeah, exactly right. And the best part about the dirt racing is it doesn't require big – because you don't really worry with speed maps. You do a, a, a vague look at who might lead, who might end up in the ruck. Um, you don't want to be three back in the on the dirt, obviously, on the fence. So, um, yeah, the best part about those sort of meetings is you can do in – two hours compared to a meeting like this takes me six or seven so well we've got the derby cup derby sprint day this uh the norwest jockey club um this saturday and terry of course has advocator in one of the uh one of the lesser races on the day looking to break her duck up there in the uh in the northwest um and just a shout out to a couple of friends of mine who will be having the favorite in the roeburn cup i think that's next week Appa. Uh, apparition, Todd yeah. Harvey and Christian Hawkins. Jeez, it's it's winning well up there too. Unreal, winning super. Yeah, yeah. Is Cassie getting the ride? I believe so. Yeah, I understandable. Well, yep. what is that? What's that worth? Forty grand? Yeah, thirty-five, well, forty. Well, it's it's lobbed there. Won the Marble Bar Cup, thirty-five thousand yep. dollars race, and won uh, thirty-five to one. That then day it, too. won a uh, semi-feature yep. at Robin the other day yep. last Friday. It was a twenty-five thousand dollars race. So the boys are Jeez. up and about. Yeah, there's <laughs> a bit of money in those, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. So we've got the they got the Robin Cup and the Port Hedland Cup to look forward to. It's the dream, and, isn't it? Though being able to sending one up there on the dirt, and sometimes they might just not go. And um, there's no from, rules from really, ball one. Mm. From ball one, it's gone bang. They tend to improve markedly second up as well. So yeah. I, I saw the money come second up, even mm. though it was pretty short, and I thought well, that's probably fair enough because it probably won out of turn almost at its first go on the so dirt. It's so. not like uh, Hawk to get ambitious. Um, so from my understanding- What are they talking, uh, Kalgoorlie? Broom, Kalgoorlie, the works. Look Definitely out. Broom, yeah, though, broom. 100%. Yeah. Not Kalgoorlie. You better off go to Darwin, probably. That's on the dirt, isn't it? Yeah, don't give Just him any. Don't, don't, don't give him any ideas. But nah, uh, don't give don't give him any grass to feast on. <laughs> Apparition, dearie me. If Apparition goes to a Kalgoorlie car. I've been saying that. Who, who went from a- um, Stafford's. Stafford's, Stafford's yeah. lad, yeah, well. Uh, what was the horse of Casey's, the leader? Um, Broomtime. Glory. Glo- uh, Glo- Broomtime, Gloryland. Gloryland. Yeah. Often, I'm thinking of Roger, 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 Roger uh, the Roman in Roger the sprints. Roman, went yeah. from the and it ran good races and second in a couple of hands. So there's a few, a few examples. There. Yeah, not appreciate <laughs> Not appreciate <laughs> And then again, yeah. I would have said that about Stafford's lad too. Yeah. So yeah, very good. It's got the hawk touch now, though, doesn't it? Sure does. That's an extra six, seven lengths. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, there's a bit to look forward to in the uh, in the weeks ahead, Guru. Yeah, uh, 
can't wait for our permission. Uh, remember to stay tuned throughout the show for info on how you can enter the market, city, mates, get out, stakes, competition. Uh, and don't forget, um, we have our champion mastermind. We, who have we got this week, Pete? Well, of course, Potsy. Potsy, of course. Yeah, controversial after, yeah, issue a bit of an apology in this week's Mastermind. So stay tuned for that. Taking on Jimmy Stewart of uh, Shan Talk and Swear to God and uh, Street Parade Ilk with the uh, the Stewart Yard. So uh, yeah, last time it was on a bit of a bit of entertainment from Jimmy. So he'll be looking to make amends, I reckon. He will. It's interesting. He fired in a. Uh, I would like to have a crack at the mastermind. Thanks, BJ. After listening to uh, Potsy and Surely Kevin we, Evans, we were inundated. Going <laughs> well, we should have been inundated. <laughs> so after that. I wonder whether uh, I wonder whether Jimmy Stewart has picked his spot. So we'll, we'll find out later in the show. But uh, but just yeah, just a shout out to. Uh, we've had another three timer in the get out stakes. Stewie Divertini. That's three for him. It's they're just. Racking them up, we're going to have to come up with that honour board. We always speak about it, but I think we're going to have to go back through the uh, through the files there, through the archives, and see uh, who's actually the goat and who is not. But um, anyway, we'll get onto that soon. Betfair Edge, what is happening? You having a break at the moment? Yeah, no, we're a uh, seven week hiatus. Uh, Miles got a new show though, which uh, we're on every week. Uh, Friday, what's it called? Fridays. 50s Friday Froffies or something, um, something <laughs> yeah. like that. I'm not sure. It's 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 Foreman Froffies with Fitzy on. I reckon Friday. I gave him the idea for that. He hasn't mentioned that, but I uh, yeah I mentioned a little bit of a show where you bring around the country and you get sort of uh, sort of bests from sort of different people in different areas. You know that they're all sort of specialised. Like he's got a dogs man and this and that. So um, yeah, that's uh, just a little little segment. I quite enjoy it actually. Nice little break. Um, and yeah, I'll start probably right in the previews again mid August. But I must admit, I'm really enjoying not doing them. To be honest with you, BJ. So I don't know. Mate, writing, I don't know. Writing is hard. It, it, it is hard, hard, and I'm not. Yeah, it's. I don't know. I'm just giving a bit away as well. It's. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just I'm just at the crossroads a little bit. In also, regards to that sense. I love tipping. I love. I love. I love having a chat about it. I love talking about it. But maybe just this platform might be. I, th- I think it could be a bit seasonal too. I think, yeah. I think I think your fingers get a bit of inspiration uh, when the sun's out and mm. the better horses are around. So always said when you you want to have some inspirational <laughs> fingers. So it's something I've been big on the inspirational fingers. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> we've got we've started with inspirational fingers. Good note for yeah. a horse actually. That um, isn't bad, is it? I don't know if we get past, past the stewards though. Um, Belmont Classic Day. Let's get rolling. Eh? Let's get cracking. The rail is out at the six meter position. We've got a day that is suggesting maximum of 20, partly cloudy, slight chance of shower, light winds. So I was on Chris yesterday, the Chris website. They've, we've had 25 mil of rain the last seven days, but there's significant rainfall scheduled for today. Mm-hmm. Minimal tomorrow, and then it dries out for Saturday. So the track's definitely going to be rain affected on Saturday. Yeah, um, show me a soft five, I reckon. Yeah. At worst. Soft, oh, not at worst. I reckon it would be bang on a soft five. Drains pretty well, and um, we've had some dry days earlier in the week. So, uh, what was it? Yeah, so it was a soft five Wednesday. Yeah. Unless, this, unless there's a lot more Friday rain than it's forecast. I, yeah, soft five. Okay. Can I just run you through some some uh, sectional, sure. sectional time data from last Saturday? Just to see that, that headwind was wild last week. Just as well. to see the significant shift in how that track um, played. So, this is courtesy of um, Vince Cardi's. Um, Daily Sectionals Rapro. Uh, Paddy's lad in the first overall time, 0.2 lengths slower than average. So basically, benchmark. 
Race two, Glasgow girl went, uh, this was a thousand, went 1.2 lengths faster than average. So we're talking good four. Then we've got Reliable Star in a 2200, went uh, less than a length slower than average. So still holding up um, times wise. Race four, Cold Shizzle. This was a graduation 1200, 1.1 lengths faster than average. So we're still talking good four territory here um, for the first four races at Belmont last Saturday. Race five, Snipperucci went 5.4 lengths faster than average. That's a good gallop. That's a very, very good that's just own. That's called owning the front yeah. as well. Like you had, yeah, exactly exactly how you wanted to see that horse ridden. Exactly. And taught myself out of that as well. And I had that three dollar favourite, got out to seven bucks and barely had anything. Super like. fast horse was ridden the fast horse was ridden. Well maybe that's speed. how you should ride them. Yeah. yeah, it's not it's not rocket science, really. Now I'm gonna be angry. It was, angry, it was interesting. If you if you watched that race, that was when the rain fell. And uh, if you see the head on and you watch the, the, the water was sitting right on top of the surface as they went across the line there in, that, in race five. Mm -hmm. So just to show how much the track fell apart following that race, Frigid won a graduation 1400, eight lengths slower than average. <clears throat> no apology won a mile race, 25 lengths slower than average. The I thought, are you sure it won? <laughs> Vital flirt, sorry. <laughs> uh, Nero Dio in the Bofine, this is, these are the fastest thousand meter horses just about going around. 11 lengths slower than average overall. And the last race, Secret Plan, who is a potential winter bottom horse, went 23 lengths slower than average. So it's just a remarkable turnaround between races five and the quaddy legs. Um, how much the track just completely bottomed out last mm. Saturday. So interesting to see. Big rain, big, big, big wins. wins. Yeah, and lots of big change. So. I think you can, you can be forgiven for a lot of the horses who didn't perform up to their SP, especially in the last four races of the day last, yeah. last Saturday. So I just thought it was interesting how it was sort of holding itself together, the track, but as soon as the rain came, it just bottomed out completely. So it, um, is a, it is a good one thing you can do with when you're reviewing the meeting as well. Some horses might get beaten 10, 15 lengths yeah. and you go, that's not good, but you can almost, you know, put a um, put a complete line through some of them. Yeah, that's, that's heavy heavy nine, heavy 10 sort of stuff towards the uh, the back end of the card. So considering we started at the day at a good four, uh, the, the the change for the amount of rainfall we had was was significant. So the health of Belmont Park has to has to be a bit of a concern for everyone at the moment. Hopefully we can uh, we can hold it together through the depths of winter and um, and keep chugging along. So we're with depending on how much rain falls today, we'll see how the track is rating wise on Saturday. But I'm thinking maybe we might start the day a little bit rain affected in the fire, but we'll see how we go. Anyway, let's get rolling. Race one, 11.34 a.m. Race one of 10. Why mm, 10? Anyway, no. but we couldn't get off to a better start here. It's the free entry to Belmont mm, Park plate. Still. 1,200, it's a two-year-old set weights and penalties race. Um, looked like being a really good clash, this, between Aztec Ruler and Sentimental Bell. However, since just prior to um, us pre pressing the record button, Sentimental Bell has been a scratching. So uh, Aztec Ruler, of course, is the um, very impressive de uh, debut winner for uh, Stefan Bahala two weeks ago and um, is out to make it two from two with the main, um, the main opponent. Sentimental Bell coming out. Thoughts on uh, the opener, the free entry? Ah, yeah, no real thoughts. The, looked a good, as you said, a good match race in regards to speed, Matt versus one that will get back. If Sentimental um, Bell was 
remained in the field, would, mm-hmm. that have, would that have got you from a map point of view or not? No, nah, not at the prices. Okay. No, neither of them would have got me at the price. I thought Sentimental Bell had its chance the other day. Well, I wasn't as taken by its trials as everybody else either. I think it's a nice horse, but nice I don't think it's horse, any yeah. type of superstar. Didn't chase down Vampy at last. Uh, Vampy at play, sorry, the other day who sort of was forced into a breeze role, a bit different as well. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I didn't think there was a huge amount between Sentimental Bell and It's All a Rumour who sort of drew better here as well and can stalk it in the run. So, yep. look, Aztec ruler holds format. Aztec ruler should be winning, but um, two-year-olds winning at eight bucks and going around even money the next start is especially one that's going to get back and look for a little bit of cover. That's just not me whatsoever. So um, if you're going to forgive one completely, uh, missed the kick, got squeezed, never happy in the run, the biggest roughie in the race, number 11, truly awesome. Mm. 50 to one type thing. Um, I Just on its prior trial, it was really nice, really like that prior trial. So just if you want to completely forgive one um, and look at its prior effort, maybe that's the only thing that I could come up with here, but favourite should win, just too short for me. Favourite should win, uh, agree with that. I think there's a few okay horses um, amongst the uh, the rest of the field there. I don't know if there I is. I, That's, I reckon – I don't know if there is much quality here. I think Diamond Command has got some talent. I think I, I, yeah. I don't mind Hear Me Prayer as a prospect. Uh, El Patron's going to win races. The horse that I wanted to mention who I thought was quite good on the quick backup uh, this Saturday is Union Jack. I think, Money came too. Yeah, I, I think this horse can be a bit of a map horse here and give a – it's going to be fit. Paul Jordan Yard's doing some okay Do you think they'll lead? I think they're trying to mm. ride it with a sit now. Well, he was he was a length he jumped a length clear. Mm. Craig Staples grabbed hold and was made was pretty um out of anyone. Out of it. Yeah. Yeah, so, I reckon they I reckon seeing as that worked, I think they'll want to work on a similar um theory. And and there was a moment there in that race last Saturday where Union Jack almost held Paddy's lad in a pocket mm. at a crucial crucial stage there with probably 200, 150 to go, but Paddy's lad was just going I too strong. Craig but- Craig saw it. Brad did to Lucy and thought, uh, Brad thought he was playing Road Rush. Remember that old game with the – yeah. Is that the motorbike one? Yeah. We used to that kick, was a crap. Yeah, kick, like, kick people and whip people and, yeah. Yeah, Brad forgot he was at Belmont. Thought he was on the old Seeker Master system. Yeah, classic. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Union Jack maybe uh, go a little bit better than his um, SP suggests. So, um, But in saying that, the, um, the scratching has meant that the market is condensed, obviously. But uh, Aztec Ruler looked very smart in his trials and um, Frank that – on debut, look, should win again with even luck. Union Jack, the uh, the potential knockout if uh, Aztec Ruler runs into any strife. Yeah. Thin start. Thin start. Then again, I'll be pretty excited if uh, truly awesome wins. I'm a bit, bit flat. A bit flat that you said it's a thin start considering it's uh, I know, free entry. Free entry. Yeah. yeah. So um, let's let's keep moving. Eh? Race two is the Tab Touch West Speed Platinum Handicap. We love these platinum races, that is for sure. Um, what's happening here in race two of the day? There's this sort of same horses keep sort of lining up against each other, taking it in turns. However, there's a couple of horses coming in with slightly different form lines, but uh, the main hopes, Arnie's boys, Flicker's Chance, I'm pretty, um, and there's uh, Speedy Miss who's who's on the comeback trail and she's not far away from winning one, I don't think, Terry. Yeah, she's coming at the best form race last week, but again, I mean, I, I think the seven, eight bucks before I saw her earlier looked probably consideration for a bit. Now she's, what is she, four or five bucks? It's probably on her mark. I think she deserves favoritism, to be honest with you. I know she's drawn off, but she gets back anyway. Yep. Um, the CJP. CJP going on, that type of horse is, yep. is worth a lot. And the seven-day backup, I think, would have been a little uh, a little set plan. Um, she backs up pretty well traditionally in the past. And traditionally, she's ridden by 
um, apprentices. And it's, yeah, I think this is a really nice um, setup for her. If she's able to get some luck and the race pans out, I mean, yeah. she simply from the gate might just be in an unwinnable position. So, um, yeah, I'm pretty, we'll be winning one soon, but I just don't think it's an apprentice's horse. It's <clears throat> two starts in a row. The apprentices haven't got it right. It's just that type of horse. It's very difficult to ride. It's just not the ride to give to an apprentice. I'd far prefer to set carrying 61 and Clint Johnston Porter being on. And I think from there, I think it would probably be pretty, uh, pretty popular in betting as well. So, uh, but yeah, with luck, it can obviously win. Like his chance, we better suited back to fourteen hundred. Yeah, hundred um, percent. It probably breezes. It runs a race. Uh, Nobel Knight's going well. Probably going to wait. Brandon, since he's been in WA, hasn't had a winner that settled further back than third. This probably settles in third. Mm -hmm. um, but that's a concerning stat. So it's hard for me to come at Brandon Louis with confidence unless he's riding a horse who will be in front. Um, but it's racing well. It's ready to win one. Yeah. Um, and I think the the big improver, the big improver, one that will probably get me, wait for the late price, will be uh, Mitchie Pateman's inflation. Um, you got it leading? Yeah, that's yeah. that's the whole key for it here really. Um, so first up, didn't get to lead. I actually thought it was pretty good that day. It was uh, got chopped out at the wrong time. Forget it went around. It was only beaten four and a half when a lot went wrong and then it came out on a – uh, on a wet track and uh, and run to fair run sort of shifted out and I didn't think it was too bad either behind run to fair run. It's the type of horse who I think will lead, give a kick. I think it'll be run down in the final 50, 100 metres, but it's 15 bucks now. It probably goes around longer, so like, desperate for a bet. Might be inflation. I'll probably back the first and last horses here actually. Inflation and speedy miss. If I can get sort of 15s and 5s will probably do me for a little dutch, but... It does feel like a speedy miss <clears throat> type of setup, doesn't it? Um, uh, third up, CJP on, loves the Belmont 1400 metres. These West Speed Platinums are right right up her alley, speedy miss. Um, on the quick backup as well, ticks plenty of boxes. I do agree with you, Flicker's chance, back to 1400 metres gets its chance. Arnie's boy, of course, is just racing well and he, you know, he's obviously just going to put in regardless. But, um, but um, yeah, for me, it feels like a speedy miss race. Uh, Flicker's chance, I was hoping for... A little bit better price-wise with flickers, but might sort of get These squeezed out. These are the type out. of races that are so even and bunched mm. in the market that if you if you do like one and you're saying, oh, that price isn't going to get me, you can you can hold for Betfair because yeah. you get some really crazy little flux. Like a horse like I'm Pretty, I think, will probably be pretty easy late yeah. because of the apprentice booking, and that is something that punters aren't huge on late. Um, but in saying that, I can't see where the money will come all that strongly, to be honest. So yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a funny one. The money, as I said, looks like there's already been a little bit of a move for Speedy Miss. Yeah, well, Speedy Miss for me and um, Nobel Knight's going to get the right run. If uh, Low weight in the first two runs back, he'd be in spot on. So um, if Brandon Louis can navigate his way through um, into clear galloping room from leaders back, I imagine that's where he's going to settle on Nobel Knight. This horse is racing well and it's probably going to it's probably going to look the winner at some stage, I think, Nobel Knight. Big day for Brandon, I think. Mm. Uh, with Lactale losing his claim with a bit of a dearth of jockeys at the moment, especially with a lot of people missing with sort of suspensions and COVID protocols and, and whatnot. Uh, it's a really great opportunity to sort of cement your position as a claiming apprentice uh, and, and get a lot of rides because Lacta will now miss a lot of rides that he, he otherwise wouldn't have. But he's um, um, he's got a good pull. The jury is yeah, it's it's a big day for him. It mm. really is for I, I yeah. Don't be too harsh, but the jury's mm. big time is out for me. Um, trust him on a on a leader, but even. Like even a couple of the leaders he has one on, he's knocked over half the field in doing so. That that win on Timely Outburst, uh, his other wins where he won on Fascination, I think, up at Dongra. Uh, he won on Double Jeopardy, who settled third. That's his only winner since coming back to WA that hasn't led or breezed. 
And his other winner was Fanta, who they could have put, you know, six of us on, and um, we probably would have got the chockies. So big day for Brandon. I hope he, uh, yeah, hope he can um, ride a couple of winners because we we do need a, another um, another good climbing apprentice in the. Yeah, we need to keep we need to keep developing, keep churning. Yeah, our uh, our youth and um, our create, youth creating more depth in the in the riding ranks because. Um, as we saw last week with our top five riders not not riding, like it just is such a game changer. So we need as many as many good riders riding at our metropolitan meetings. That's for sure. So mm. uh, race three is the Morley Growers Market Handicap over the sixteen hundred meters. It's a uh, seventy-two plus fifty-four minimum. Savage one out to uh, make it three wins. Last four starts at Belmont Park. Uh, finds the front, does he, or does he uh, get a little bit more pressure? than what they encountered last start, Guru. Oh, I reckon Big Screen won't be as cute this start. I think yeah. they'll be pretty keen to find the rail. Um, so, yeah, I think Big Screen gets across. Savage won. If he's happy on the back of him, stays on the back of him. Otherwise, he might just pop to the breeze. The way he won, even though it was a dominated on-speed race, I think he keeps on winning. Um, but even money's not going to get me. I was $2.05, Savage won. And don't want to back against it. Can't back. No apology. Um uh, at the four bucks. Fangio's going pretty well, but I just don't think the race will be run to suit. So, yeah, this won't be much excitement here. $2.50, Savage one, and I'll have a bet, and that's it's very simply that's me. Well, going back to last uh, 1,400 metres, Savage, it was it was a race that looked like it had a stack of speed in it, didn't it? It had Savage one, Ginger Flyer, Big Screen, all horse uh, Chevelle Devaga was in the race as well, so all had the Chevelle was I think after its failure was always going to sit. But it was big the- screen missed it by a step, and then Ginger Flyer, um, I think first up was okay just parking on them. And uh, look, it'd be very interesting because Holly got a bit. She went in and out and mm. sort of never really got the crack, but you still feel like Savage One was going away from a little bit on the, in the Yeah, that, 50 it, they were as strong as each other on the line. But my point was in a race that looked like it was going to be- it Turned uh, into a gift. It turned into a gift. Yeah. Savage One on the um, on the daily sectionals data was um, basically four lengths slower than average to the 800. Mm. Whereas the start before when it went 100 miles an hour in front and was gunned down late by Billy Ray, well, went almost eight lengths faster than average to the same point in the race so um cjp was able to get away with the bit last start and basically just turned it into a staggered start 800 meter race and savage one out in front was just too strong so i guess what we're looking for from a tactical point of view is whether uh, like what terry said whether sean o'donnell on big screen who does like to lead and that's where he does his best races where racing is um, Sean O'Donnell shows a bit more intent, puts a bit more pressure into the race. That will be the instruction yeah. to lead. And Clint is naturally a pretty, not defensive, he's just a patient jockey, so yeah. he'll let him go. It, it'll just looking at the way those the instructions on big screen and the way Clint likes to ride, it'll be big screen out in front, I think you'll find, unless it doesn't step mm. and he has to just glide to the breeze again. And um, yeah, I think Savage One Clint can make the decision then to sit on its back or to pop to the breeze. If it doesn't go backwards, I think it, it just wins again. Like this is no harder and it drops a kilo. Yeah. So if, if there is a bit, bit more pressure in the race, I wouldn't be surprised to see a horse like Beat the Bro go close in this. I really liked its last run at Pinjara. Probably went a bit a touch better or at least as well as No Apology. And No Apology came out two days later and won um, that Belmont. That's right, Terry. No Apology won yeah. that race. Uh, so Beat the Bro from one with Holly on, no weight on its back. So it drops from 58 to 53. Um, as I said, was 
say basically say it was a, the same run as no apology two starts together I think that form holds up beat the best to beat the bro um, stacks up from one as long as it doesn't get too far back oh, I can see beat the bro making a real lunge at them late yeah yeah I yeah not for me not for me not yeah not for me it's I, I, I've really seen beat the bro as a it's been a gunner? senior yeah. yeah it's a gunner as yeah. well yeah but it's been a senior sort of jockey's horse but as you said if it does it could end up a bit of a massive uh, big screen the savage one don't sort themselves out but they should sort themselves out pretty comfortably yeah not excited not okay. excited about the next either okay what about the name though you want to introduce it the Glenroy Schaff <laughs> the Schaff handicap <laughs> 1400 meters and this was the race when i saw the nominations i was hoping the big screen went this way even though it never was going to and mm -hmm. applied a bit of pressure because because fanta should be leading this and winning this but i was hoping fanta had to take a sit because i reckon it would have become a completely different race uh with the apprentice who there's still a few questions on how he goes with horses with sits but uh look fanta the way fanta won bj um yeah it should be awfully difficult to beat and it should be leading it drops a bit of weight uh one by six and a half pulling up um, didn't beat a huge amount, but it also didn't beat the worst field yeah. in the entire world. And for a 66 plus, this is pretty thin. Um, Ginger Flyer looks like it'll land in the breeze or even Stork Fanta. Um, and it, to me, looks the only danger, BJ, but it's uh, yeah, it's just a matter of it holding form and, and leading and running him along. And he can probably go five lengths quicker than bench, four lengths slower. Like You know what I mean? There's yeah. probably there's wiggle room in this ride and you can still probably get the job done. So, um, yeah, I, I can't see myself betting here. I'm, I think I was $2.05 Fanta. I was four sixty Ninja Fly, so it's slightly over my price, but I'm not going to have a bet at this stage. You'd have to get out to 7 bucks to consider one maybe, six fifty seven. Yeah, it was pretty – he was absolutely – Dominant midweek, first up with weight. Um, time was there. Uh, Could have won by further. Yeah. Oh, no, actually, couldn't he? Yeah, I, I, I would have. <laughs> seem like I'm getting a bit. But I would have been a little bit annoyed with the whip being used at the 50 or 60. I didn't understand the need to give it one more hit when I you're, saw that, you, I just you're seven you in front. Because, no, it's cost you a point. So you, you're also carrying an extra half a kilo here. So you, you want to make sure of it. Like, dearie me. Yeah, I wonder whether he he was hadn't quite had a look behind just to see how far in front he was. But he had about um, ten looks. Yeah, didn't he? prior to the, the that know. whip strike. That's okay. But uh, this should be uncomplicated for Brandon to bounce. Um, Rider like the best horse. It, it was we spoke about this last week with the Snipperucci how how it needed to be needed to be ridden to take advantage of the fact that a bit of merit was going to be going back and rah rah rah. rah. And this is a similar similar setup. You just got to ride Fanta. Like a leader, ride it for speed and strength, which he did first up, and good luck, good luck beating it. I think so. Yeah, um, like you couldn't see Cobb and Co getting past it. You couldn't see Secret Deploy. Maybe the best of Secret Deploy could make things interesting. I, but I didn't like. I don't first reckon time. Secret Deploy is that good. I reckon that's maybe the not. simple sad thing. So the way there's a bet here, and I can't see it possibly happening, is that there's fake money for Secret Deploy or something, and you get out to again. I'm not. It's the same thing with Savage One. I'll probably happily have a bet on it and Fanta if they get to $2.50, and I highly yeah. doubt I'm seeing $2.50. And you know what? I'm fine with that. Yep. Cool. So. Lots of enthusiasm. Well, from, from, I think that's fair. I think that's fair enough. Right? It's, there were a couple of very thin races. Um, there's no pressure on the maps there. The, the sit and sprinters aren't world beaters. You know, there's, it's hard to get into them. It you is. Know? You're right. And it's hard to get the, into them. Uh, just a quick one on Truly Reliable, who was a uh, runner-up in the Belmont Classic this day 
last year. Truly reliable one first up at Northern and there was a trickle in one nostril. So the rules are that if, if the horse uh, comes back to scale with um, bleeding from one nostril, that you'd have to trial satisfactorily prior to racing again. If it was two nostrils, then truly reliable would have to um, have a three month spell on the sideline. So uh, for anyone who was aware that truly reliable um, had a, uh, a trickle of blood there at Northern the other day, just to um, let you all know that the reason why this horse is allowed back at the races is because um, for it to be a three month ban, it has to be a uh, bleed from both nostrils. So Ray Vincent uh, would have breathed a sigh of relief there and connections. Truly, true, truly reliable is uh, is quite a talented horse actually, and um, going to win more than his share of races. So went back to the trials, got passed by the stewards, and he is back at the track this Saturday. So all right, let's uh, let's take another breather on Belmont Classic Day, and uh, when we come back, it's Potsy versus Jimmy Stewart in the Mundaring Hotel's WA Racing Mastermind. All right, BJ. It is now time for the Mundaring Hotel's WA Racing Mastermind competition. It sure is, Guru. The Mundaring has been the heart of the hills since 1899, located in Jacoby Street. Mundaring, Ian Butchie O'Connor, he is the publican up there at the historic Mundaring Hotel. Make sure you uh, drop in, say good day. There's Northern Racing today, so if you're heading, listening to this on your way home from Northern, drop in and see Butchie for a feed, flutter, frothy maybe, uh, responsible of course, and uh, make sure you check out his uh, his big deck up there at the Mundaring. Now, uh, Kyle Potter, commonly known as Potsy, he Potsy. Uh, he uh, took on his uh, one of his arch nemesises in uh, Kieran Kevin Evans last Thursday to get the Mundaring back, uh, the Mastermind rather, back up and running again. And Potsy got the job done convincingly. There was a little bit of post-Mastermind controversy, but uh, yeah, we'll, there get, was we'll, we'll there get was into actually. that in a moment, but we better welcome back our carryover champ. Potsy, welcome back to the show. Thanks, BJ. Hey, Terry. Hey, Potsy. I better start by issuing a public apology to uh, to big to big Kev, one of our favourites on the show. I've uh, I reckon I've thrown him pretty early there, which probably cost him victory actually because he's a he's a he's a finely tuned machine. Um, he's a finely tuned machine, big Kev. And I think you I've, rattled uh, him early. Well, I rattled myself. Yeah. I always thought Speeding Comet was a mare. Maybe that's why I've I've had a mare and done my ass on him so many times <laughs> over the journey, BJ. I think there was just that many uh, claiming female apprentices that I, uh, I merged the horse. So I'd like to apologise to Kev because I've thrown him early. Mm. I've said it was a, a, was a mare. So mm-hmm. straight away, probably the first horse he was thinking of was Speeding Comet. He's gone, hang on, it's a mare. Can't, can't be. Can't yeah. be. Yeah. Written it off, put a line through it. So yeah. uh, big Kev, uh, I apologise. And um, there might need to be a third installment <laughs> of the great matchup. Maybe, maybe not for a while the crowd doesn't need that for a couple of months but maybe maybe just like pre-pinnacles well i think they went 10 episode 102 to episode uh 132 so it was yeah. like 30 uh, 162. 30 episode 162. 162 162 we'll have yous back so. lock it in potsy versus kev yeah, mm-hmm. mark yeah. three but potsy is, has, and that theme will be guess the gender <laughs> potsy is, <laughs> has the uh has the chest been puffed out the head held high ever since you reclaimed the mantle of w he, racing he wore a denim jacket to the races on saturday <laughs> so i tell you 
tell you what, you, you don't wear a denim jacket unless you've got a little bit of swagger about you at that point in time. A little bit flat, it wasn't the double denim though. I thought he was going to go right back to the 50s, 60s. What, de- what decade happened? Oh, you could denim? roll the double denim in the 80s, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. even little uh, little floppy, a little denim floppy hat. That's what I wouldn't mind. Yeah. So very LL Cool J like. But, um, <laughs> no, no. I, I went I went the denim in case I was wearing one. I wanted to get it nice looking in the photo. <laughs> yeah, just, just to remember the day you wore a denim jacket to the races. Uh, yeah, well, Halitorian. Yeah, yeah, brave. You, we were excited, weren't we, Potsy? Yeah, it was good. No, it's very exciting, actually. I, did, I didn't expect much going in, but yeah, hopefully in two weeks' time we'll go again. To Gary, get on second up, sure. Thing is crossed, uh, uh, Hello? It's a matter of, yeah, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of how much. <laughs> we, better bring our, <laughs> we better bring our challenger onto the show. So this gentleman has had a crack at the mastermind before, provided plenty of laughs, did he, did our man Jimmy Stewart. Jimmy, throwing up his hand to have another crack at the mastermind. Welcome back to the 1-1, one, one, mate. Yeah, thanks for having me on, BJ and Terry. Now, we better ask you while we've got you. I saw some photos on the uh, Stuart Racing Stables Facebook page. you got the two very talented two-year-olds back in work, Street Parade and Swear to God. How, uh, how are they coming along? Yeah, no, they're going super. Um, getting ready for the carnival. They'll be uh, featuring a couple nice races, Placid uh, Arc and maybe one of them go to the Pinnacles. Who's the uh, who's the pick of the two? I think I know the answer, but I just want to hear it from your mouth. Oh, it'll have to be swear to God. No, I thought you might Very say good. that. Thought you might say that. The Karakata just came a little bit too soon this year, didn't it? Yeah, um, I don't think he was a Karakata prospect anyway. Um, the other guy was a bit more forward as a two-year-old, but this uh, other guy's he's, he's a He's a very nice horse going forward to the end of the year. Good, um, good luck with those yeah. two, man. Can't wait to see them both step out when racing goes back to Ascot. And before we get we get started, we have to ask you, of course, about Shan Talk, um, one of obviously one of your favourites, a stable pinup girl. Uh, she has been recently retired from racing. Is that correct? Yes, she has done an unbelievable job for our stable and our connections. And- we didn't think it um, think they'd be in a position um, by this time. We were hoping, we were hopefully hoping that we had it for another year or so, but you know, it doesn't matter. She's um, she's done the stable proud, and we could have had another crack with her, but we thought no, we'll just um, she's done us proud and good. Well, and she's uh, done an amazing so, job, man. So what's we just um. We're just at the farm now, said our last goodbyes, so, yeah. What's, uh, where's, she, where's she headed, James? Uh, she is for sale. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple people are interested, so um, it's whoever comes to the uh, comes to the game and offers, offers the price. Okay, very good. All right. Well, good luck with the sale of Shan Talk, and obviously you got two very smart young horses in the stable. Um, There's a couple other nice ones there that can't obviously say their names. Until they, <laughs> tell they us, come out. tell us off air, Jimmy. Tell us off air. Give us a heads up. Um, all right. <laughs> so we've got Potsy taking on Jimmy here on the uh, Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind, gentlemen. Of course. 
you guys know how to play this game. Your names are your buzzers, and to be crowned this week's mastermind, you'll need to be the first person to answer three questions correctly. All right, is it me? It's you this week. All right, you're up. <clears throat> your best Pete Anson is the first person. <laughs> Let's get ready. All righty. Mastermind, are you ready? Ready. Challenger, are you ready? Ready. Three, two, one. Okay. Who am I? I am Terry Lightning at the moment. <laughs> I just haven't uh, loaded it up on my screen at this point in time. I'm trying to multitask, lads. Here we are, okay. Uh, what are you writing? Hey, hey. Tell the boys what you're getting on. I'm trying to get on. The price keeps fucking moving. <laughs> Um, <laughs> fuck me, dead. Is it? I'm actually no. I'm not fucking telling you. Uh, you're, probably, you're probably the ones moving the price. All right. Is this on? Yeah. yeah We're recording. Right. Well, I he's trying to get on at sixteens, and now I'm trying to get on at tens. Dearie B, I'm blaming you two. Uh, all right. Who am I? Are we ready? Be yes. Ready. Yep. Okay. <laughs> uh, we just went through that, didn't we? Who am I? I am a three-time Group One winning hoop. So just for just for just to point this out, lads, it's a, a jockey, not a horse, this time around. <laughs> Group one winning hoop, still active in WA racing. My mounts have won a tick over thirty-three million dollars in prize money from my one thousand two hundred and fifty-three career wins, uh, and I first rode in a race in nineteen eighty-nine. I reckon you would have been pretty young then, Potsy. Probably non-existent, I'd suggest. Right. Uh, I'm extremely well known for my work with one stable in particular. But I've also done a fair amount of riding for Neville Parnham over the journey with 86 winners in total. In fact, my most recent winner was aboard a Neville Parnham trained mare. James. James. Jason Brown. Oh, it is Jason Brown. It is Jimmy Brown. Uh, Neville Parnham trained mare only a few weeks ago. That was Pam Bella, BJ. I'm mm-hmm. uh, the last West Australian-based jockey to win two winter bottom stakes. I also have – I have three group ones in total on my resume. I have nine group twos, 20 group threes, and 71 black type winners. If I was a character in a Mr. Men's children book, it would probably be Mr. Grumpy. <laughs> I'm a Collingwood supporter and my last name is a darkish colour. Who am I? I am Jason Brown. <laughs> How's I that? should have called that because the other week you, the a question was um, how many group ones has he won? That's right. Ah, there you go. Brownie's yes. yes. featuring. As soon as he says three, I, I didn't want to go really close. Mm. Brownie's <laughs> featuring heavily on the Mastermind and they tell me that he's quite the WA trivia buff, Jay Brown. So oh, I think it's, I think it's just about time that he uh, comes on the Mastermind and uh, struts his stuff. So Jimmy Stewart, he's come to play. He is up 1-0. Potsy on the back foot early. Let's keep going. Okay, on what horse did Apprentice Lactar Romilly outride his Metropolitan claim on at Belmont last Saturday? James. James. Um, Three, two, one. And Potsy. That, Neg. Potsy, you got one second. (laughs) I was racing for it. Three, two, one. And I buzzed you out quickly because I thought it was an easy one. Very good. Uh, it wasn't Nero Day. Good win though. What a what a good little move. Thirteen's into six fifty. Uh, it was frigid. Frigid. For the Cerisian oh. White. Little salute past the post. You don't see Lacta give too many salutes. No, a, a very well earned one, and then a little double on uh, Wednesday to say who needs a claim anyway. Mate, Lacta. He said, "You know, he said add one and a half to me. Don't take <laughs> take the one and a half off. Add one and a half off, and I'll still get rides." That's how good he's going. All right, one nil. 
Next question. Black Fantasy, an outspoken lad, ran third and fourth in this year's WA Derby, won by Alaskan God. Which Ted Martinovich train gelding finished second? Three, um, two, one. Kyle. Kyle. Um, what's the name of it? Well, that's um, that's the question. All right. Yeah, this is it. Yeah, but you're being counted out. One, a one count. One. Yeah, no. Nah, zero. Nah, I can't think of it. Um, James, one second. James for the steal. One second. Yeah. Oh, I can't remember. Horse's name was? Pale Rider. Pale Rider. Pale. Oh, that's. Hey, oh, right. Yeah, that's the one. Oh, when Potsy buzzes in, it's Kyle. Oh, I'm like, who's this guy? Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd prefer if you used Potsy from now on instead of Kyle as well. Uh, I'm very, I thought we have a uh, – they keep thinking we have a third uh, entrant. It's very confusing. All right, still Jimmy up, 1-0. Okay, who rode the Justin Warwick train Baron over to victory in last year's Belmont Classic? James. Kyle. James. The champion jockey, Willie Pike. Yeah, that is correct. Very good. Very good. Jimmy too. Kyle. I miss Willie. I heard a rumour that Willie's back for the uh, carnival potentially. Might do some riding here for the carnival. Yeah, he's on Bob's third stringers apparently. Yeah. <laughs> That's very good. That's a good rumour. Yeah. Apparently pretty true. Yeah, I like that one. <laughs> All right. Uh, this would be a good one, guys. Um, name. What's the score? It is 2-0, Jimmy. Is it 2-0? Yeah. Did Potsy get one? Not yet. Oh, Potsy, come on, buddy. Okay. Name the Randwick Group 1 event that Belmont Classic winner Come Play With Me claimed in October 2019. Kyle. Kyle. Jimmy Carr. Incorrect. Jimmy for the steal. And the win. To love as well. Was it, was it the Australasian something? Incorrect. The correct answer uh, was the Metrop or the Metropolitan Handicap for oh, that's, uh, that's come play with me. I think it was uh, J-Mac, C. Waller and Adam Durant, the owner, just collected and went and bought himself a fantastic new boat. Um, all right. <laughs> Jimmy Stewart, 2-0. He's still up, this guy. Okay. Rivalry galore was a maiden when he took out the 2019 Belmont Classic. Who was his trainer back then? James. Oh. James. Pope. He's done it. Oh, the comeback kid, Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> He's done it. 3 nil victory. James, you're on top of the WA racing world, my friend. You are the mastermind. Congratulations. Thank you. Thanks, buddy. He, <laughs> he, come, he come to play today, didn't he, James? So did. He's, uh, he licked his wounds after his first up performance. He's back and he's gone bang. As soon as Kyle was using the name Kyle, I think he was in big trouble. <laughs> there was no swagger today. There was no denim jacket. That, oh, was, yeah. that, was, that was the leather jacket on today. Clearly, he wasn't working, wearing the, uh, the denim on uh, Northern Racecourse today. Potsy. Might uh, be, yeah, it might be the connection out here in Northern. <laughs> <laughs> Potsy, mate, you're, uh, you're a worthy mastermind and always a fantastic contributor to the one-on-one. Thanks again for getting the mastermind back up and running, and no doubt we'll have you back on the show in no time. James, will you be available to defend your title? Next Thursday. I wouldn't miss it. Very good. I'll be in Kalgoorlie. Kalgoorlie. Say that again. I'll be in Kalgoorlie. 
Oh, awesome. All right, well, maybe you can tell us those uh, those uh, smart horses that you got coming up that you can't name. You can tell us those off air. But James, we'll be chatting to you next Thursday. You are the master one. Congratulations. Thanks again, Potsy. And we'll be chatting to you next Thursday. Jimmy? Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. See you later. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, oh, I'm just I'm just flattened about missing this price, to be honest with you. I, I, I struggled to focus throughout the mastermind all that heavily. But no, Jimmy, that was a walkover. Um, yeah, no, nah, Potsy, go and burn you. Leather jacket, I think. That was, a, that was diabolical stuff. So I tell you what, this is a good way to come on board. You've, you've got it. You've got to feel confident about knocking one of these lads off. So uh, flick your uh, flick your, your nominations in and, uh, yeah, let's let's stop him at the first hurdle, eh? Well, I think I think – James must have listened to Potsy and Kev last Thursday, and he was like, "Hang yeah, on, yeah, he was pretty keen to get on." Hang on, yeah. uh, this is this is a he good did, opportunity. He did the form, and uh, he, he placed himself to perfection. He nominated for yeah, the right race. He That's did one hundred percent. So now, congratulations, and obviously the Russell Stewart camp got a few nice horses coming through the ranks. Swear to God, and um, Street Parade, very nice two-year-olds, yeah. and they're going to be they're going to be players uh, come but when racing returns to. Ascot, so uh, excited! It's good to see sort of a, you know, like a smallish type stable family operation have success with their horses, and and uh, yeah, they're uh, they're a good mob, the Stewarts, and they've uh, yeah, and Jimmy, of course, is now the mastermind, and that one hundred dollar gift voucher to the Mundaring is in the mail. Congratulations, and we'll be chatting to Jimmy again as he tries to defend his title next Thursday, episode one thirty-four, and we are back with our feature for the day, race five. It's the Belmont Classic listed 2,200 metres for the three odds. It's a set weights race, $125,000 up for grabs. Um, we've got eight, so it's a pay one, Seven. two, and three. Oz one's come out? No, we're not counting God's Fury. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, God's Fury, uh, luckily for the uh, for the place punters, has got the uh, race to pay one, two, three for now anyway, um, but uh, has... Um, Yes, has added plenty to the race, has God's fury. It has. I'm refusing to bet in this race, and I'm going to tell you why, BJ. If it goes forward, um, which I don't know if it will, I don't know what it will do from the wider skate. If it goes forward, it could be a mess for Black Fantasy and Outspoken Lad, mm-hmm. who you, looks like they might be the leading breeze horse type thing. Yep. Um, and so then I don't know how is it going to stop in the lap and one of them they have to go around it. It could be the difference and it set it up for a back marker. A mystery moment or a flare in the wind or even a, a be optimistic who should be a bit closer. Um, but if it just goes back, it's not part of the race and it could be a nice little dawdle out in front where the, the two geldings have the form from the um, from the, the Derby and the Guineas, which looks like the better form on paper yep. um, and they, they should dominate it, you know. So, I yeah, I, I can't bet in this race because of God's fury. So thanks for them. Well, what about in the ownership, God's Fury? Who's the managing part owner? Who is it? Is it Roy? Roy Rogers. Uh, well, he, <laughs> he wouldn't have signed. He wouldn't have signed off. He wouldn't have Roy's, signed off. So Roy's got, uh, of course, Tizzletop. What a bad run in the Aquanita, actually. Um, mm. Tizzletop, and uh, he's, it looks like he's the managing part owner of God's Fury. Mm. So uh, interesting uh, setup there. But, yeah, Black Fantasy and Outspoken Lad, the two Pierce brothers, um, three odds who have been basically joined at the hip 
uh, their whole careers pretty much. So they've come through Magic Millions, they've come through Derby preps, and now they're they're going towards a um, they've gone Rack and Tour, they've uh, Cross Swords in the Aquanita, and they're going to go at it again in the uh, Belmont Classic this Saturday. Last start in the Aquanita, it was outspoken lad who led them up. Black Fantasy sat in the breeze and was able just to sort of worry him out of it a little bit late. So it was a head long head margin on the line with outspoken lad railing and Black Fantasy um, sitting outside. I imagine that's probably going to be a similar setup again. But now it's the inclusion of the Phillies. Search and Rocks has gone out, which leaves us with the Terry Layton owned. Be optimistic. Mystery moment. Flower on the Wind and Cartonera. They're the, they're the Phillies that have added to the Belmont Classic. Mystery moment. Uh, many will say she should have won the Belmont Oaks. Flower on the Wind. Several people could suggest that she would have won the Belmont Oaks with clear galloping room. And you could make a case that Be Optimistic was a little bit stiff as well. So the Phillies add a little bit of an interesting dynamic to the race. It just depends which way you're leaning in terms of what was the uh, the stronger lead-up. Was it the Aquanera or was it the Belmont Oaks? Yeah, I don't think either, either race is a super strong no. lead-up. You go through Kentucky Blue yesterday, it's it's just a battler. It ran pretty well behind them. Tizzletop ran pretty well behind the Pierces, but that's the better form with the WATC derby and the – uh, and the and the guineas form around uh, black fantasy, but um, yeah, not 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 convinced on anything to be honest. I've got black fantasy about a two ninety favorite, three dollar favorite, like the market says. Mystery moment. If if it was wetter, would back her would back herself. Flower in the wind, maybe was the best run of of the lot from the Oaks. I think on paper, I was uh, yeah pretty flat with that one at sixty to one in a small field. You don't expect to be held up for uh, the majority. You probably. Probably should have got the chockies there. So I think the market's just bang on here. I thought Be Optimistic had its chance, but the good thing for Be Optimistic here, if it does, uh, she's probably the best jumper in this race, uh, but won't want to lead. So she could end up on the back of one of the pierces. Well, should end up on the back of one of the pierces, and that they should take her all the way into the and race. She's, she's raced well from that position in the past as well. That's like, her go. Yeah. yeah, that's her go. So it's she She looks the mapped one as long mm. as God's fury isn't come across and land in front of one of them and stop something, you know, and then it turns into a mess. So uh, cracking race. I, I wouldn't begrudge anyone sort of back in um, any of those. I think Black Fantasy Outspoken Lad, there's nothing much between them. No. I think the market's right now. I think yesterday when Outspoken Lad was about $6, $7, that was probably a little bit over. Yeah, I thought, I thought the gap between the two of them was – too much from a market point of view initially. Um, I think it's about right now. I okay. think a little a little lean to Black Fantasy is fair, but not much between them. Mystery moment, flower on the wind from last. But how do you differentiate? Mystery moment's no star. Yeah. Uh, if it is a soft six, you'd yeah that that's the way it would, it would you know the wetter it is, the more you'd be favouring Mystery moment. It was run last week. Mystery moment would back herself. Mm. Um, yeah. I think I think market Sean, right. Sean, Sean O'Donnell was pretty kind and outspoken lad in front the other day. That won't be any different. I wouldn't. Yeah, I think I'd love to see Sean just make it. I, th- I think outspoken lad has got real stamina. Um, I would like to see him turn it into a bit more of a testing twenty two hundred meters. If God's Fury goes back in regards to it's like an F one race, the, mm. the two of them it'll be very much beneficial for uh, for the for the Pierce's camp for them just to dominate it yeah. and, and take a bit of the sting out of those yeah. at the back. You know, I think they're the they're the two premier sort of stayers in the race. So if they if they want to take some the sting out of the, the Phillies, then I think they can they can do it. But a lot of it depends on what Sean O'Donnell does in front if he 
gives outspoken later a bit of a cuddle. I just feel as that just sets him up for failure, that horse. So could be wrong, but um, I think he's building nicely. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm actually thinking that outspoken lad can turn the tables here. Um, I don't think there's a lot between them at all. Their runs in the derby, outspoken lad had to race on speed and toughed it out. There was only a half length between them. Black Fantasy equally. Um, yeah, I, th- I feel as though um, outspoken lad does a probably – that was the most tractable he was. I've seen him in a while um, when we was following the rail with Sean O'Donnell on board in the Aquanita. Prior to that, he sort of wobbled and done a few things that have uh, impacted his finishing position in run. So I'd just like to see a bit more a bit more tactical aggression from Sean O'Donnell, outspoken lad. He can get them stretching their necks and make them catch him. And I'm, I might be having something on him, actually. I might just talk myself into it. Very good. Yeah. Very good. Markets, yeah, my, as I said, my market's basically the current market. So, But good luck with uh, – Thank you, yeah. Are you optimistic? Good race not to potentially have a bet. And, and she, got some, home. she got some valuable uh, black type and she might Second get some time. Second, Second time. Second time. Yeah, she's run two. People forget that. She ran third yeah. at, uh, in a quarter of a million dollar race. Yeah. Uh, deep the trip as well that day. So, yeah, she's a nice little horse. Yeah. Nice little horse. Nice little horse. Okay, race six is the tab touch. Be better at life handicap over where have we got here, Terry. It is a two thousand meter rating seventy eight plus. Not a bad contest this one. Um, How's Rostropovich? Thirteen starts ago, it's running in a Melbourne Cup. Now it's got a uh, fifty eight kilos in a seventy eight plus. That's something, isn't it? Mm. Isn't that just a yeah? Amazing. Blinkers, blinkers back on. Is that, yeah. a, is that a sign of intent? Yeah, I think so. I think I think it makes sense to go forward. Holly's on, blinkers on. You've got fifty eight. Uh, you've, you've, you've got to say it's probably what it's done over the journey. It's a proper stayer, and a few of these aren't proper stayers. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think they'll probably try and go forward in a race. There's no other real leader. It makes sense, doesn't it? Makes perfect sense. Could um, whack away. Could out whack him if it's going to win. I think it's probably the way. Yeah. It's either him or Juice and Carrots in front. I think if yeah. Juice and Carrots leads, it's going to be slow burn. But Rostropovich um, probably should be looking to make this into a, as a. As I mentioned about outspoken lad, should be trying to make this into a test Staying of test. stamina. Yeah, very much so. Very much so. So, yeah, no, I think Rostropovich will lead. Uh, Black Shadow is up there stalking somewhere around him. Divine Shadow uh, was a good run. The wait for age race. I wouldn't take the wait for age form as suddenly, oh, that's the best form. I mean, you got Prince Turbo, Maricino, Quinella in it, got his chosen. I don't think stayed. I just think, yeah, I wouldn't look at that as, as the best form necessarily. So, um, Look, I'm, I'm, there's only one horse I really want to focus on here. It's Sluice Box. I think it's ready to uh, – just every time it goes back to the 2000, it dominates them. Yeah. Gets two kilos and Reliable Star, and it, it beat Reliable Star just comfortably when they they, they last met. Um, always needs a bit of luck. A bit worried about the change in hoop as well. It's the horse that they get along really well, Sean McGrady and, uh, and Sluice Box. But to drop back to the mile, have a little bit of bad luck in the straights and only get done um, by a small margin, it's just a horse that's absolutely flying. Mm. So if he just works into this at the right time, I think Sluice Box will get the chockies. But current price, I'm not diving in it. I was about $3. $3.50 will get me though because I, I really do like it here. Yeah, okay. Um, what do you think of Reliable Star off the canvas last uh, last Saturday on the quick backup? Yeah, it's been the same as its last two runs. It's yeah. been sort of in trouble. That's what I think that's what it does, just a little flat spot. Um, the senior, the, the so senior, the going, senior going back on and um, it's going to be behind or around Sluice Box in the run. Yeah, I, th- I think it's it's beaten Bolt Success twice. Bolt Success is a nice horse, but it's nowhere near a 78-plus horse. So. 
Mm. Yeah. Well, it's, it's Star can win. It's got to make the market though, isn't it? The reliable Star. I'm hoping so. Yeah. yeah, I'm really glad Star trades in the race too. I'm always happy to take one on up to the staying journey. Um, it might well be able to stay, but I, d- I don't think it will get the two thousand personally. So I'm, I'm happy to take it on. I'm hoping it's real firm in the market. And yeah, it, it's. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Hoping. Hoping that just just holding fire because Sluice Box has not gone up any type of price. That there might be money for a Star Trade or reliable Star, and we see four bucks. That's that's what I'm hoping. Yeah. I was hoping that for Star Trade actually. It was the one that got squeezed out in the market. I just thought mm-hmm. his run the other day was absolutely massive, absolutely massive under the circumstances. Um, I think he, he, he should have won. If he lands one pair closer, he wins. Um, just had to do such a big squeeze in the mid-race there, and um, he was still coming on the line. From one, Chris Parnham can just switch him off and um, conserve, and if it's a even to genuine type of tempo, um, he's going to be just just cruising along there aboard Star Trade and um, use his closing speed late. The two thousand, obviously, as Terry mentioned, is the is the query. I think just from the one and the the soft run he's going to get in transit sort of negates that a touch. This might be his, uh, but just the way that he was able to handle that big squeeze and still finish off um, in a mile when everything, the the shape of the race wasn't necessarily in his favour. I'm hoping that there's money for a liable star sluice box and maybe a bit of five bucks around for a star trader to do me. I hope the money comes for Star Trek. Yeah. So, uh, I think the money will come. I think it makes sense to come for Sluice Box. Yeah. I, I really do. But I'm not – I'm $2.90 actually, Sluice Box. I, I – yeah. Because even – It's, it's the, just a – there's, there's got to be a good chance it comes for either Cerise and White or a Danny Morton runner that's yeah. that's going super. Um, and and I don't think people give as big a knocks as when I don't think they'll stay. Like I'm about $7 Star Trek. Yeah. I, I'm, yeah. I'm, it's just my – it, it could stay and beats me up, so that's fine. Yeah. Um, but over the journey, the amount of times good horses over 12, 1400, um, like it's won 11 races at 1400 or less, the amount of times they step up and just simply don't get it um, regardless is just – yeah, I, I just from what I saw from Sluice Box and it last start, I, I can't see it beating Sluice Box at uh, two thousand. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, um, it's interesting. Reliable Star, we're all over it. Three starts ago, gets absolutely, yeah, I, get I'm, absolutely I'm fully aware. Get yeah. absolutely monstered by Sluice Box. Yeah, uh, comes out and wins. It's um, it's next two. It was almost because it was going mile mile two thousand that day, wasn't it? So it's interesting that it's sort of it's progressed from there. But in saying that, Sluicebox handled her pretty comfortably, really. And it was interesting on the day as well. The market suggested that it would too. Yep, it was strong. Did. It was so was Reliable Star that they just cleared out. Yeah, yeah, they cleared out. I think the I, I had I think I took three twenty Reliable Star. She still started two fifty, but Sluicebox was still hammered in bed. Yeah, they were yeah. just both. Yeah, I, I can't remember what the third horse was, but they were. And they it was that bold, was bold success. Yeah, it was four lengths <laughs> further behind them. So, but from a market point of view, when it everything pointed towards Reliable Star being the winner and being firm. Um, Sluicebox was equally firm, so yeah. there's yeah the this the his profile suggests that he's you know two thousand meters at Belmont two thousand meters plus at Belmont he's a weapon Sluicebox and yeah. Money Maley um, is uh, yeah stables flying certainly is mm. so yeah uh, I'm 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 leaning towards Star Trade he's been a good horse to me this prep so I think um, I'm going to be interested to see how he goes at the uh, 2000 if I can get $5 or above I'll be having a little nibble uh, race 7 Crown Perth Handicap over the 1000 metres um, another good contest here Capital Flight 
impressive in the lower grades, winning its way through to uh, earning an opportunity at the open three-year-old level. Thomas Magnum, I thought, was really impressive first up against the older horses, um, winning the Ganjimi brothers, winning the race named in uh, to honour their grandfather's 99th birthday. Beads is solid, state of power solid, um, and I thought Forever Autumn has returned well for the Trevor Andrews yard storm commander. There's, you can make a case for about five or six of them. Terry, which way are you leaning? Nah, I'm not going to back the winner of this race, so I'm yep. not going to have a bet. I think is my rule here. Um, I'll tell you two that can't win that are way under the odds of Forever Autumn and Storm Commander from mm -hmm. eight and nine. I think they're the two mm -hmm. worst horses. They're drawn the worst and they're both under 10 bucks. Yep. So um, take both of them on. Very happy to do so. Uh, Beads draw soft back to three or oh, its wins have been against three odds. I'm pretty sure with Beads. It follows uh, My Baby Blue Jean, who didn't find the front last start. It, it can lead and kick and win with 53. Different horse, I think, leading. Um, probably a, Not lot, a, happy a lot comes down to Yemen last. Yeah. It, it can go super quick on its day, Yemen last, if it. Um, crosses as a pass or tries to be a pass and it could cook my baby blue jean too. So look for Yemen last to potentially come out if it well, I think my baby blue jean needs to control. I think that's its yeah. own I think that's its only real uh, asset. Um it's got lots of speed obviously, but as soon as Things don't go her way, or she encounters pressure. In yeah, the race. exactly. She can, she can fall apart. So. If she does control it, because there's not much other yeah. speed. If she does control it uh, with the 53, she'll have to be hard to run down. Um, Capital Flight's just looking like it's going to keep winning no matter where it goes. A bit worried. The map should be a one-one type setup. Yeah. Yemen Breeze, Capital Flight, one-one, but just slight worries uh, how that ends up. But oh, look, I'm three dollars ninety mm. Capital Flight, so it's surprisingly over my price. I didn't I didn't think they'd be given much rain about it. Uh, look, state of power on five bucks. It's five bucks. I reckon it can win, but it's a bit of an almost. Thomas Magnum about 550. It's four bucks. Like I, I give them all really good chances. Beads mm. maps nicely there. Cash going on is no big loss. Uh, he's riding really well. So look, capital flight, I'll, I'll give you. Just the way it's, the way it's winning, uh, it looks like it, it can step up to this grade and win again. But losing... The hoop that's won three in a row is a little bit of a little bit of a concern. Bit of a change up, yeah. yeah. I'm super keen, Thomas Magnum. Yeah. Oh, Tom. Yeah, yeah. One of my better ones of the day, I reckon. Um, good name. Yeah, wicked name. Good ownership group. Good, wicked name. One of the best, I reckon, um, mm. going around at the moment. Thomas Magnum. Uh, I just love the way that he just went bang first up, travelled and just put him put him to the sword. Um, a bit worried that all the favourites didn't. Turn. The only thing I'll, I'll say about that win is Scandola around second. Yeah, I mean, no offence to Luke and the team, but Scandola shit ass. So but it, it can um, it can pull one out every now and then. Um, yeah. Scandola can hit a hit a mark, but uh, yeah, you're right. Like my my baby blue jean didn't turn up. There was a couple of others. I'm there. just being devil's advocate. As, as I said, I've marked them all the same. Price, I just think I so. think I think with with Brad drawn four and Brandon drawn six, there could be an opportunity for Brad just to be kind of cheeky and make um, capital flight do a little bit more work than reckon that. One of them jumps well, one die. I don't know. I reckon Brandon should be able to get in front of him early, very yeah. easily. Thomas, even last up, you missed it with Thomas. He had to hunt it up. Yeah. So you'd be – there's an opportunity for it there, but you'd yeah. be, if you're on capital flight, you'd be disappointed if uh, – yeah. If, yeah Yemen, he, if Yemen comes out, capital flight might end up in the breeze. Will well, it go as well with a sit? I don't know. Even if you go back through Thomas Magnum's form, last prep was was really strong. Ran a second to he's a sizzler. Uh, there was prior form to that was excellent. One one at Belmont on debut. Only a three-year-old, obviously, um, come back as an as a sort of winter three-year-old. The trial was was strong. The first up victory was good, I think, from four Brad Parnham on board. I just love the way that the gang Jimmy brothers have got this got their stable back on track. Uh, they had another winner yesterday. Um, so they're a bit of a, they're a real momentum stable. When they when they 
hit form, they just yeah they the winners come with a rush. Go so, bang. Yeah. So and hopefully that's uh, a good thing for the guru later in the card. Um, but uh, <laughs> but I, I just feel as though I we've got a lot of respect for Capital Flight. Super fast horse, and that was impressive. Yeah, um, can it keep can it keep holding that that peak for um because its figures have been huge last three starts in a row. So can it keep can it keep sort of running to those levels? I think Thomas Magnum's on the way up. He can he can either be inside Capital Flight, can stalk Capital Flight, let rip Thomas Magnum for me. Well, at the prices, I'm going to surprise myself and say it's capital flight at yep. the 460. So that's the way I'll I'll tip now. But I, there's a big chance I'm not going to bet. Okay, race eight, the Mrs. Max handicap. Take it back. Yeah, take it back. Thousand uh, meters ratings 66 plus, and um, first law will be representing TK Layton with uh, the Gang Jimmy brothers who we just spoke about and Brandon Louis. Uh, sneaky chance returns from a month between runs. Um, talented sprinting three-year-old filly and um, Warmer Fuzzy is just a new horse for Ash Manley, this preparation absolutely doing uh, one uh, 72 plus over the 1000 metres at Belmont last start Pink Carrot returns and uh, the Ganjimi brothers have an interesting runner first up called Ruka Ruka good trial um, good trial uh, Ruka um, $150,000 yearling purchase was previously trained by Trent and Toby Edmonds was picked up by the Ganjimis at an online, English online auction, $45,000. Had the one trial, moved well, pretty consistent horse um, over the journey is Ruka. I have to say though that uh, won three of its first nine uh, Ruka and hasn't won. A pattern with a lot of the ones they buy, they, they win early and then go a bit. Yeah, it has been placed six, six of its nine since, but all three wins were early. So mm. um, hasn't won for a while and um, uh, steps out first up for the Ganjimi brothers. Brad Parnham on board, interesting runner. Uh, first up in the West, Ruka. But um, yeah, another sort of competitive thousand meter contest, Terry. Um, ghostly walks, flying midweek. Uh, warm and fuzzy, as I said, going well. Pink carrots resuming. What, what were your thoughts here? Uh, yeah, it's interesting with the midweek form coming to, uh, to Saturdays again. I mean, I think we saw we got a bit of a. With Storm Commander coming and starting so short, I think we sort of understood the gap in between the races because it sort of had its chance, I think, as well. Didn't go too uh, bad, though. Yeah, but it went, like, it went fine, yeah. but it was beaten. Like, how far was it beaten? What? Two? It beaten two lengths as a $4 favourite from probably the right run to win the race. So that just sort of shows you maybe that Storm Commander wasn't up to it. So as good as Ghost Two Orcs is going, that does worry me. Mm-hmm. Um in regards to how things work out and uh, whether this is a, a one step too far, especially losing that couple of kilos that Lacta obviously doesn't have uh, anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I can't see any reason Warm and Fuzzy can't win again, to be honest. It's it's probably not the way I expected to be going when I started doing this race, but that's usually a good thing if you uh, find one that you're not probably anticipating on finding. But did you have it leading, Warm yeah, Fuzzy? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so Warm and Fuzzy should be leading. Vane Tempest is a slowish horse away from 11. It'll try and get round to the breeze, but who knows what, what Vane Tempest will do. Captain Kink will be ridden potentially forward. It's not jumping all that well. Uh, I don't think Ruka will go forward from eight. I think Ruka, um, it's a pot- Possibility, but it won't be challenging a quick horse like Vane, uh, like Warm and Fuzzy. Nope. Pink Carrots, I think they're trying to teach to sit still. Um, it's a chance of going to the breeze if, if that's how it runs, but it's not going to challenge. Um, 
It's not going to challenge Warm and Fuzzy. So Warm and Fuzzy should lead over a thousand meters. Carries weight well, but where it's a big whack up in uh, up in uh, weight. But 58 and a half uh, isn't the end of the world. This is easier than its last start, and I've got it leading softly over the 1,000 metres. So I just think it could have probably won more races as well. Mm. It's been a bit stiff in a few of those and then went up to the 1,400, which wasn't suitable, but it went super behind other ones. And yeah, I just think the markets might just forget the leader yeah. over 1,000 metres. So that's that's me. I'm I'm uh, equal favourites, $3.60, warm and fuzzy and sneaky chance. So yeah. it's about... It's about seven bucks, and yeah. Uh, to be honest, I I don't even know if the market will find it either. Like I reckon it'll probably trade around. It's kind of bizarre though, so. isn't it? Really? Like I had sneaky chance and warm and fuzzy equal favorites as well. Um, okay, three eighty. Um, Are you three eighty the yeah, pair? Yeah. Well, there you go. I just thought it's got to be it's got to be one of those two. You know, it has to. Be. I think the re- it's just this isn't all that fashionable. Oh, I missed it last start at twelve bucks. Yeah, so I've got to just forget. No, that it, you missed it, beat, it last start. It beat uh, cryptic love. It didn't and just beat and beads, and it didn't just beat them. I thought it really held them strongly. Held them the last hundred. The overall time was excellent. Yeah, so, like it's I, a fast horse in form. It's we, a consistent jumper yeah. too, and and nothing against Taj, but Holly on this type of horse proved her worth um, with the way it won last start. Holly on instead of Taj is worth for this type of horse for me a length or two as well. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think it just maps really nicely. There's X Factor in Pink Carrots and Ruka. We don't know much yeah. about Ruka, and we know that Pink Carrots is best, can beat most at this type of grade, um, but it's a hard horse to catch as I have found. Um, but, yeah, easy one for me. It's sort of warm, fuzzy, and then if if – we do get four dollars plus four fifty, maybe sneaky chance. Get, yeah, get your money back because it's sh- it's probably going to toe ball warm and fuzzy, and uh, should be realistically should be hard to hold out. It's just been up for a long time. That's the key with uh, with sneaky chance, just whether um, she can be begin well enough and have enough gate speed just to toe ball the leader warm and fuzzy. If horses like John Johnny Angel and a couple others sort of cross, it could could spell sort of traffic for sneaky chance. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I, I, I was a little bit surprised with the with the market there for woman. Pleasantly surprised with the market there for woman fuzzy. Mm. So um, that horse goes on top for me as well. Pretty uncomplicated stuff really for that for that race. I thought um, ghostly walks as you said, flying. But it's just it's a this is just a different quality, and um, it's going to have to unleash and make up significant amount of ground against an informed front runner like uh, woman fuzzy, and. Um, what can you give the listeners about your horse, first of all? Who ran second, uh, ran second to goes two walks. Like. Yeah, it's just going okay. This is too hard and it's the wrong choice of hope. Can be three right the fence at best. So, absolutely none. All right. <laughs> so, well, yeah. One and, uh, yeah, I've got it 50 to one. So, I'm pretty. So, yeah. you're saying. It'll be a pleasant surprise. So, you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be a pleasant surprise. Oh, you're going to say 500 to one. 51. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, pretty keen. Probably probably the race I'm most – I just love – I love mm. when you're backing a 1,000-metre map a map race. You know, I'm going to yeah make warm and fuzzy a big result and not I think, lose I think, sneak, Do you think the, 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 the weight, sort of the, the weight is factored into the price a bit? But Potentially, I, yeah. I, potentially. You, you've yeah, only got the four points for the last win, and I know it's up um, – what are we up? Five kilos, but there was grade, wins. Yeah. With, yeah, it's back in grade a long way, and, and Chrissy Parnham wrote it earlier this campaign. I'm pretty sure it won with 60, 59. 59 and a half, 58, one in Geraldton with 58 and a half, one in Geraldton with 60. So, um, yeah, holds form. I'm, uh, I reckon it goes pretty close from the top. Okay, me too. Race nine is the uh, happy 70th birthday, Brian McAuliffe. 
handicap. Mm. 1600 meter graduation and the Velvet Queen, trained by Darren McAuliffe, makes her return 49 days between runs. Been, she? been scratched twice with hoof abs with a hoof abscess June 11 and with hoof soreness Who's on back July 2. Like, the bar plates are on. Is this real money, 320 to 260 or is, is there hope from the bookmakers it'll come out they can mm. out, uh, give us 30 cent deductions or something? You, you know? tell me. So, is there a bit of conspiracy theory stuff going on? Oh, every time one gets scratched, they just seem to shorten. Mm. You know, twenty percent just before they get scratched. So, uh, yes, there is a massive conspiracy theory going on. Mm. They're, they're all uh, they're thieving, low, miserable humans. <laughs> Who are the bookies? Yeah. <laughs> uh, shout out to apart uh, from Pete McCoy. Shout out to Pete and Scotty. <laughs> yeah, apart from Pete and Scotty, they're the only exceptions. Um, they wouldn't deduct at all. Uh, well, they might do. They should do. But um, we got to take on the Velvet Queen off that sort of setup. It's the best horse here. I have no doubt about that. But uh, it's first up a mile, first up, fresh a mile, 50 days if it does run. So we'll take on the Velvet Queen. I was about seven bucks. So 260 is not going to get me. Uh, clear favourite for me. I'm going to, where there's smoke, there's fire. Uh, best form reference. For, oh, first of all, let's start with the speed map very quickly. Mm -hmm. oh, I've got this as being a nothing. There's no leader, which is quite amazing for 14 runners. So um, I reckon that they'll want to find cover with success play ideally, but it might have to end up there. Yeah, I had success play leading with yeah. Jag, Jag the Joker. Just mindset though, and Jag the Joker as well. They're not going to want to yeah. lead. Like this is, a, they're both better horses with cover, but from 12 and 13 in a race to avoid a speed. Um, yeah, I, they're going to have to probably just bite the bullet and roll and, and land in that type of spot. But, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be a mess. I didn't bother with the speed map too much. And I didn't necessarily take this as a race where horses that are drawn well, it's a massive, a massive advantage either because it could end up being a walking race with horses out in front that don't want to be there, that don't take you into it. You know what I mean? It's not a race I wanted to do a deep dive on the map too much. I didn't think it was as much of a necessity. I think I'll go slowly, but I think the back markers will also get a chance because the leaders won't be strong and taking horses into it. If that makes any sense, BJ. So, um, yeah. So Benji stood out for me. It's the horse I was talking about before when I saw the price going off. Um, still a backable price for me, and I, I still will be backing it at this price shortly. Hopefully. Um, Did you have a little meltdown before? Little meltdown, yeah. Little meltdown. Well, sixteens to eights in front of me always, which is fine. It's it's going to happen. Early odds are. Fake odds a lot of the time, but um, yeah, eights are still enough anyway. So, but uh, I big money first up, BJ. Uh, I think it was something like I think it was overs initially. So I think the wrong price was put up initially, but it was fifties into about fourteen. It was good, good late money as well in a race dominated by Savage One, Big Screen, Ginger Fly from the top. It was the run of the race. Deep, no cover, uh, loomed into it. Uh, watched the way it finished alongside Gunmetal Grey, yeah, and then Gunmetal Grey came out and ran a big race second to. Someone mm -hmm. last week, I can't remember who it was, but just on its own, that's a really good comparative form reference. Um, look, from Barrier 9, I think that's a suitable gate for this type of Gun horse. Gunmetal Grey in second to Pooley. Pooley, that's yeah. great. That's pretty good form for a race like this. Um, yeah, Benji's uh, should be midfield cover. I, there'll be a definite three-wide three wide line, line yeah. yeah, because they're going to go so slowly. It could be a four-wide line. Um, just find some cover. It's a type of horse I don't mind a little bit of a sustained run around him. Uh, it's a good thing beaten a few times last prep. I think the 61 rating is a is a bit generous. I think it's probably more like with a bit more luck, it's probably more of a 67 rater and it carries 58 here. So, he hasn't yet. Um, Cl uh, Cliffy Green's not huge on just running them through their grades. If he's got one, yeah, that's got a bit of ability. He goes straight to Sundays. So. Atlanta Speech yep. won its maiden on a Saturday. I remember that. So yeah, yeah he's, I, I don't mind that either because yep. you get the same amount of points. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Benji's to me. I'm, I'm four dollar twenty favorite, Mojo. So it's um, mm. it's uh, it's a standout for me. Benji's each way 
it's uh, what are we at nine bucks at the moment? I think. I still had respect for the Velvet Queen in my market, um, but I had to, if we take her out of the equation, I had Shake the Bloom and Benji's equal um, equal second fave. Mm-hmm. Uh, Have you marked the Velvet Queen favourite? I did, yeah, yeah. But um, you know, this is so. I'm just just doubling back here. The Brian McAuliffe handicap, seventieth birthday handicap. I'm, I'm correct me if I'm wrong, but I wonder if that's. I don't know. I'm going on a limb here. I thought that might be Darren McCall's father, but it could be wrong there, or it might be his uncle. Regardless, they were, they were trying to replicate what the Gang Jimmies did uh, a couple of weeks ago, trying to win their own mm-hmm. race with the Velvet Queen. But yeah, just respect for Velvet Queen. I think he's got a lot of ability. The McCall of Yard have regular feet uh, issue type horses, and they tend to. Have they've got obviously they got a lot of experience handling these type of issues, but they tend to navigate them better than most. Um, so yeah, in terms of pure ability, Velvet Queen stands out. And if they've got her right, I just don't think that they'd be taking too many chances with her. But it is forty nine days, sixteen hundred meters. So you might be onto something, Terry. It could be a uh, could be a scratching um, come uh, Saturday morning. But um, I really thought that Shake the Blooms flying this prep for um, Jeremy Eastope. Big run last start in defeat. It was going for three straight victories, but um, got back and charged late. I thought there was heaps of merit in that performance. And um, I can see Shake the Bloom and um, and Benji's coming with a rush, both of them late. The bo- Both of them going to settle sort of midfield, mid-back um, in this uh, in this 14-horse field. Um, but, yeah, just the way that Shake the Bloom was able to get over the ground late and get within 1.3 lengths of Alden was significant for mine. And a little uh, – a horse that I feel as though is uh, a touch of value. Uh, I don't know what your thoughts on this was, Terry, but um, I didn't – I reckon Dazzling Dane can run a race. Um, got a got a bit of a theory on Dazzling Dane. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting for it to go bummed. back to 1,200. I, okay. don't, I don't think it gets the mile. That's why I actually didn't like it at Pinjarra last start. Yeah. Um, I just think it – peaks and its run doesn't hit the line as well as it does back at the slightly shorters. So, mm-hmm. uh, but from barrier one in a spot slowly run race, it's uh, going to get every chance to run out of mile. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, there's there's a few ways to go in this race, isn't there? I mean, no, nah, just one, <laughs> just one. <laughs> I reckon there's just one, but I uh, I'm already upset about the thirty cent deduction I'm going to cop for the velvet coin. So, yeah, Benji's. Benji's, Benji's each way for me. Yeah, I, I reckon that Savage One form is is significantly Superior. stronger. It's yeah. a horse that I reckon it might have come back bigger and better. And uh, as I said, I reckon it should be carrying 58. It just hasn't had much luck in its career to date. So, um, yeah, that's that's how I'm going. Benji's each way is probably, yeah, pretty keen. Race 8, race 9 of the two races I, I'm pretty keen on having a bet. Yeah, uh- yeah, I'm. Um, I like Benji's as well. I think Shake the Bloom is uh, equally as good a chance. So, uh, a few um, yeah, this uh, race on the Brian McAuliffe handicap. Happy 70th birthday, Brian! And um, I don't. I don't. I think. Yeah, that, I'll have to go back and have a rethink about the dazzling day. I just thought that could be my Maddie at the current price. Um, gate one over a mile. Don't think it's had a lot of luck this prep, but um, um, it's coming out of a coming out of a race. There's a bit of form reference to at Pinjo the other day. So, but yeah, I think it's um, I think we're united in the fact that we're taking on the Velvet Queen after everything that she has done. Um, Terry's very very keen on Benji's. Benji's. All right. What time is it? It's time. Which time for the get? So why is there a ten horse field to finish the day as well? I thought that was a bit odd. Why is there a ten race card? 
What did yeah. they add on? Yeah, unnecessary. There's a couple in the middle there they could have amalgamated. Actually, I think the 78 plus 2000 was added on to the uh, added on to the initial uh, initial nine. So, but yeah. it is time for the get out stakes. BJ STEA KS get out stakes. Who's it brought to us by? Market City Meats, of course, Guru. Largest retail butcher shop in Perth, located out there at the Kenningvale Markets, Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt, legend, runs the show. Swing past, say good day. Timmy and his team run a uh, very tight ship out there at Market City Meats, red carpet treatment for sure and certain for all the uh, 1 1 listeners out there. Uh, big congrats to episode 132 winner, Stewie Divertini. That is. Started again. He's done, that's three. The, these uh, the, it was Cripper with three. I think Riley Morgan won recently. Took his record to four. So um, there's some astute get out stakes players out there. Stewie Divertini has uh, put his name up in lights there with a third GOS victory. Another secret plan in the last. So um, to enter this week's get out stakes, remembering ten race cards. This is race ten Belmont on Saturday. Hit us up at the one one pod on Twitter. Let us know who you think will win race 10 to get out stakes and a decimal winning margin, two decimal places preferred. And uh, shout out to Sam White and the Sam White rule, Terry. First in best dressed. First in best dressed. Uh, oh, dear. It's a, not an exciting end of the day. Um, I've got bright diamond. Even I'm still very wary, not wanting to dive into the apprentices. Even with Tarjan, I marked it in the twos. Mm-hmm. So I struggled to mark a second favourite. No white flag was the one I came up with as me a second elect, but I'm worried that mood swings comes across. And mm-hmm. what happens to no white flag then? Is it cop the pressure? Does it take a sit? If it takes a sit, it's obviously not the same horse. Um, just a thin race, just a very thin race. Like I, I really am content taking the majority on. Pool E always struggles when it gets up to 72 plus grade. It's just been a sort of a, a constant in um, in his career. He runs really nice races carrying weight. Just up against the better horses tends to struggle. So. I reckon that 2,000 metres should have been the last race of the day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I also usually don't see the small field at the end of the day. So Yeah, but it's <clears> – Big turnover. Yeah. It probably affects turnover too, et cetera, et cetera. But, um, but yeah, very simply, I, I – I, Come back against Bright Diamond, and and I'm surprised it's sort of around that three dollar mark. Yeah. Actually, um, yeah, yeah. It stands out to me. Yeah, it stands out to me too. I'm I, I'm I'm wary, as I said, wary of diving into anything too thin um, with some of the up and coming apprentices on. But uh, it looks a really nice map. Should park on and was really good behind Secret Plan. It's a raid. I went unsuited in the breeze. Yeah, um, that's not her, not her go. The main thing is I just I just can't find a, when you struggle to mark a second and third elect, you know you're keen on one. Yeah. So I thought, Bright uh, Diamond for me. Yeah, I thought the best – Mood Swings has actually um, knocked off Bright Diamond a couple of times when they've met in the yeah, past. Okay. Um, and it was only scratched a couple of weeks ago with the elevated temperature. So, yeah. I mean, but my, con- my concern is if no white flag does step, Paul Harvey will be fully aware of his skill set and that's not handing up. So and, of course, Paul, might be three. Of course, Paul Lee's a – yeah, well, Paulie should be just tearing yeah, yeah, exactly right. So, so you would you would suggest you got Paulie tearing away, no white flag, mood swings in a sort of jostling for that mm-hmm. sort of breeze position, um, and then really it should be Taj and Bright Diamond just sitting back watching it unfold and just um, coming over, storming over the top of them late. Yeah. Um, that seventy-eight plus victory, uh, first up two starts ago. Was was excellent um, over the over the thousand. Resumed with a bang. Heaps of merit in that second up performance. One secret plan, as Terry said, breezed, not her go, but she still toughed it out and just just wilted late. I feel as though that's a real 
platform building performance for her for this third up assignment. Um, as I said, from four, um, it's going to get the going to get the like the cider of the uh, main hopes and the main dangers anyway in front of her and Taj and um, angling out into space. I think Bright Diamond's got the wheels to get over the top of them late quite comfortably. So Bright Diamond, keen. Yep, bright diamond for me as well. I said, I'm surprised by the price. I saw a little move inwards to 250 before, and I thought that would be where it stayed. But um, yeah, big big drift on secret plan last week. But mm. the, the market might start having a bit more trust in Taj if he continues to ride a few of them up. Okay. Uh, last thing before we leave this race is another uh, Ganjimi brothers stepping out. Macovi Cove, another rather um, East Coast import, I should say. So Macovi Cove was previously trained by David Van Dyke in Queensland. Has uh, won four from twelve, including a last start Eagle Farm victory. That was uh, an actual his first real Saturday victory, so to speak. That was a um, 1,200-meter race there, no Metro win. Uh, Macobi Cove was purchased by the Ganjimis online, digital uh, online auction for English for 75,000, trialed at uh, at Belmont on the 4th of July, Brandon Louis on board first up. So the Ganjimis continue to reinvest and invest in these um, tried horses and bringing them into the system, which is a good thing. And um, yeah, they've got two of them stepping out on, on the day. And of course, they've also got Creator, who's a uh, formerly an East Coast import as well. He's been around for a little bit, but he'll be taking its place in the get out stakes as well. But for the guru and for myself, it's all about Bright Diamond in the lucky. Bright Diamond. All right, let's take a break. We'll be back with our Betfair best betting propositions on the day. Uh, Maddie or two and a couple of lays. Okay, listeners, we're going to finish off strong with our Betfair best betting propositions for Belmont Classic Day. Over to you, Guru. No, you go first. Betfair best for me? Yeah. Have to wait a long time, though. The get rocky out, grass. Get out stakes, race 10, my Betfair best, Bright Diamond. What price are you, Bright Diamond? Sorry, that's one thing I didn't ask at the time. I was like 250 260 something like that. What yeah. were you? I was, I was, I'm just looking now. I was 220 which mm. surprises me. Um. Just with because I, I give the apprentices a natural little whack, as yeah. Well, so I just think I struggle to to mark anything else as a real proper danger, you I, know. I was, so just a little, I was harsh I, on a couple. Probably. I, I think I was a bit bit too respectful for in price wise for mood swings, but I really liked that horse ability wise. But yeah. um, coming off a bit of a setback first up, but I think this is the race for Bright Diamond, yeah. And the price is there for now. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Yeah, Could not argue with that. Uh, I, I came into this when I did the form, hoping that Sluice Box would be my best, but it's. It's just on my mark. So the way I like to do it is it's the one that's probably the biggest percentage above my mark, and that's Benji's. So we'll go for a bit of value. We'll go with race number nine. Uh, Benji's, at the uh, it's back to the double figures. Look at that. So Benji's each that's way. Surprising. I thought we'd both be locking in uh, God's Fury. That's our best. Yeah, well, we haven't got time Maddie's yet. <laughs> Patience. Patience. Speaking of Maddie's, uh, I'm going to roll first with mm -hmm. my Maddie. Spoke about it during the preview. Um, race nine, horse 13, Dazzling Dane, currently $21 best available. That fits nice, sweetly into the Maddie category. So that'll be my Maddie for the day. Yeah, well, just having a look at the current prices, probably race one, number 11, truly awesome in the first. Um, I think after the favourite, it's a pretty even bunch. And mm. I really liked its trial. So a lot of forgiveness for that first up run, which was pretty ordinary. But um, yeah, if you go 50 to 1 each way. Can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. Exactly right. <laughs> Couple of bob. Who's your lay? Uh, I reckon we might be united here. We're not going to be. Really? Because you tipped mine. <laughs> 
<laughs> you tipped mine, so. Really? I'm, yeah, I'm purely doing it just for that reason Go. as well. Uh, race six, number four, Star Trade. Don't, okay. don't think it'll stay. Fair enough. I'm $6.80, it's four bucks. That's so probably not a full-on lay, but I, I, just, I just feel like being combative. I thought you'd be laying Velvet Queen for sure. Well, it, uh, won't, it won't run. Yeah, so there's no point. No. Yeah. So that just takes my lay exactly. out of <laughs> Oh, no, go for it. No, no, it's, um, oh, yeah, the Velvet think, Queen would, would be a standout. Velvet yeah. Queen has to, has, to, has to be a lay at the prices, yep. uh, considering especially the money that's come this morning and all the setbacks it's had. Uh, Plenty of talent, but it has to be a lay at that prices and just the circumstances. So Velvet Queen, ah, uh, Velvet Queen is my lay for Belmont Classic Day. Very good. No, that's it. I was looking at what the next thing was. We've done the best man in lay. We've ticked those boxes. It's been a All day right. though, hasn't it? It has been a day. Yeah, Spotty's up and about. Yeah, oh, we lost. Had some yokes and yoki. Outstanding. Yeah, yeah. And you got the answer right. If yeah. uh, any of the listeners ever get a chance to um, try Terry's gnocchi, to uh, <laughs> that's, that's to, that's to get an invite to one uh, one HQ, uh, Terry's gnocchi. Mm, request yeah. a gnocchi in advance, you reckon? Yeah, yeah. It's gnocchi bad, is it? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're due a guest. I think we'll get a guest on next week because uh, I might be uh, in Bali for the following week. So next week we'll try and get uh, we'll try and get someone involved. I reckon we're due a guest. Okay. So we'll uh, we'll send the feelers out and uh, and try and get a contestant to take on uh, Jimmy Stewart, who knocked off uh, Potsy, or denim jacket Potsy, Halatorian of Ilk, Potsy. So uh, yeah, let's let's look for someone who can knock off Jimmy next week, or at least take it to him. Three love, three love was comprehensive. Come on, Potsy, yeah, it was comprehensive. Yeah, it was car insurance. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, he uh, knocked him off proper. I'm just dribbling now. So you know what, BJ? Hang on, hang on. What are we? Yes. Uh, no, that's about it. Good luck to the guru. You got plenty happening over the weekend. Plenty Advocates of runners. It's all about Advocator. Advocator, Derby. Forget the ones that. Alan Kennedy, on. Advocator. Yep. Terry Layton. Yep. Job done. 100%. Yeah. Just, just anything, wins. Anything. It loves it. It's always, to me, Advocator, even when it was with Fred Kuzi, I've always mm. thought, geez, that'll go well at Derby. Well, I remember when you mapped out, I just it, thought, you mapped out its program. You, yeah. This was the race. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. B, the trophy B race was the one I, <laughs> I yeah. I, we really pinpointed it. So when, when Adam McGregor and your buzzer said, hey, I reckon we get involved in this horse. Yeah. We've got one in the calendar for Derby in, in 14 weeks. I said, sign me up. Yeah. Lock, lock, <laughs> yeah. Lock. Can I transfer the money as soon as possible? Anyway, you know what? This is dribble now. So until next week on the online. Thank you.